welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm your host, Austin Kennedy. This is my co-host, Tim Kaiser. Say Tim hello. Kaiser. Hello. Say hello. I just said Tim <laughs> Kaiser. <laughs> All right. This is the podcast where we go back in time. I have a time machine. We go back in time to watch movies because that's what a film geek's going to do. So, And you're coming with me. Do all film geeks have their time? If, if a film geek had a time machine, I guarantee you that like, we got to go back in time to go see this movie. I really wish that they would be better than us and they go back and save people's lives. Well. <laughs> you know, they would maybe... That's cost, too risky. Cost, I would rather... Stuff. I feel okay. like that that would cause, like... Um... We just traveled through time and stole my car from the past <laughs> so we could drive around and go to a fucking drive-in theater. Okay? Right, right. So the date that we picked... So um, this is the third episode and the previous two episodes we did my birthday and we did Tim's birthday. So this is the first episode we actually just picked a random date. We just... I went on random number generator and I picked a random date and year. We're going back, not super far, actually, but we're going back August... 23 years. Yeah. We're old. Right, right, right. (laughs) August 27th, 1989. So we were both alive, and I was 13. I was... I turned 20... Actually, I had turned 21 earlier this week. Yeah, right. So that's why when we traveled through time, we stole my car, because (laughs) I didn't need my car that week. Okay? When you were 21, did you go out and and, and drink pretty? I remember that I did. I know. I've never been a crazy drinker, but I know I did do (laughs) drinking that week. So 13... I'm trying to think what I was doing around this time in August. Obviously, I was dreading school starting. Probably watching movies, um, because I always went to the theater. I did want to make sure that I didn't want... Because I didn't want to cause some kind of paradox so i made sure that we went to movies that i wouldn't that i know i didn't see so in the theater wait 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 the fact that i had seen one of these in the theater now time has ended no no no, no. We, if we, we were at the same we, no no oh because i go to the movies and i went to these these well, theaters okay, back right. then because I, I, I was the here. one i had seen i did not see the coon rapids drive through yeah, okay. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no and i didn't either so but yeah so we actually went through the paper and so let's take a look at the august 27th 1989 paper um before i tell you what we chose i'll tell you what we didn't choose so this was summer. Summer of '89 was huge. There were so many blockbusters: Indiana this, Jones and the Last Crusade, oh Batman. Um, this was early in not early, but this is Lethal at, Weapon Two. Summer blockbusters had gone pretty crazy. Well, this was it was like this year and the year before were the ones that kind of made like the summer blockbuster yeah. kind of a thing in the late '80s and. Batman was kind of the big one because that was like June 23rd. Like, I remember seeing the, the poster for Batman and it was just the symbol and didn't even say Batman on it. And then it said June 23rd. Like, that's all it said. It was like the teaser poster for it. We did not I see Batman. Nope, I do not remember. <laughs> we did not go see Batman. Nope, we did not. But The Abyss Literally, was I, out. I don't see it. We're looking at, currently are looking at the show times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see Batman on here for anywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like... It's it there. Been there it is. It's okay. at Northtown, the Northtown Theater. Okay, so it, there, but not very many. No, 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 because it was already out for two months at this yeah, point, but it was still yeah, out. Yeah. And same thing, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade is at one... There, it's, it's over the Burnhaven 8. Yep. When, 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 when in the year did that come out? You at know? May, end of May. So this oh, was... okay. The, so okay. this was like four months. Boy, I tell you, that months. month was a good month. It was... The, well, this whole summer was pretty good. UHF came out in July, but... It's not on here, so that went oh, away real quick. That's, that, that bombed, even though... And that's a great... Have you seen it? You've seen oh, it, Jeff. It's I, awesome. I love it. Yeah, I do too. Love it. It is really good. So there was also... We got um, 
Wired, which was a John Belushi. I heard it's really bad. Yes, that I, was one of our options. We that was our options that we kind of picked. We, I mean, Parenthood it, was out, which is Steve Martin. That would have been and also Rick Moranis fine. again. Which that would have been, that would, we had to pick. We had a we had a weekend we, at Bernie's, Ghostbusters. We two. both kind of wanted to mostly see stuff we hadn't most of the time. Well, yeah. me, Karate I've Kid only three, ever seen one of these before. Karate Kid three, License to Kill. Okay, which I don't Timothy need Bolton to see John. Karate Kid three. Okay. Um, at the cheap theaters, because they had second-run theaters, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is still over there. I would have not complained about it. I saw that like three times in the theater. So. And then at Uptown, so we that one, Uptown. we might have run into me. Oh. So we couldn't have, so we couldn't have done that. at Uptown, that. Sex, Lies, and Videotape was there, which is uh, Steven Soderich's first film, which is I remember really liking that one. So that's kind of what was all out. I'm trying to see if there's anything else worth noting. When Harry Met Sally was yeah. also out, too. I mean, they're, they're, these are big-name, pop culture things. Oh, another one we didn't choose was, I, I almost was tempted just to watch it, was Bab Bar the movie, which was based yeah. off of the children's books. Yeah. And I've never seen it's, it's, Bad Bar the movie. It would have been interesting. And Cheetah was a Disney movie that came that out. That would have been interesting. We did end this with two Disney, real Disney for the first one. And then Touchstone, and Touchstone which is Disney ish. Yeah. Right. All right. So we picked some movies and we both kind of like decided, like, you know, like I picked one, you picked one, but we all kind of agreed, I think, oh, yeah. collectively. So, and then we, I, I made sure that we could actually see them in the time. So I, I you know, I'm like, okay, we're seeing this one at noon, this one at two, and yep. four. Um, and then we end up with the drive-in. So we're, we got six movies that we're actually going to see in one day. So what we picked is the first movie, we have The Package, um, which is Gene Hackman. We, uh, unlike some of the previous episodes, these all came out this year. Um, Yes. Because the other yep. ones we... Well, because the sometimes two ones that were like some older stuff. Because back then, because this is eighty nine, yeah, this yeah. isn't the sixties or seventies. Yeah, yeah. They have to like, oh god, movies come out big blockbusters. Like, yeah, we yeah. can only fit so many movies, so we can't, <laughs> we can't keep this. We can't keep Gone with the Wind in the theater for, right, for, right, for right. thirty years. <laughs> so yeah, so the package, um, Millennium, which is um, I haven't seen. So I've, I, t- out of all these. Two of them I haven't seen, and you you've seen all. I had uh, I had not seen one. the only one I'd ever seen was the Another fifth one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so the package, Millennium, uh, Let It Ride, which is a comedy with Richard Dreyfus, uh, Casualties of War, Brian De Palma's Vietnam film. Then we went to the drive-in to see. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which that's the, the one you the saw. The only one I had seen. And then before. Turner and Hooch. That which, was the double feature at the drive-in. So. Which I I had inexplicably never seen. Yeah. Turner and, and Hooch. I saw that on opening day, so that's why I knew it wasn't at the drive-in. So I saw it. Um, I remember it very clearly because it was July 28th um, because that's my sister's uh, birthday. And I took Did your her... sister get the hots for Tom Hanks? No, because how she much was skin, five years old. Because how much skin, <laughs> how much skin she got to see. <laughs> so five, but I remember taking her to the movie five years old. So, um, so that's how I knew it was on her birthday that, that, that came out anyways. So yeah. So we went back in time and let's talk about some movies that we watched. Okay. So let's go. Um, the first movie is the package. Now I saw this movie in the theater, but I didn't see it when I, I saw it at the, at the Springbrook four, probably two months later because that it was a second run. So okay. I saw it at the cheap. At the you cheap have theater. a much better memory for when and where you oh, saw I'm, stuff. I can only tell and I can, you like, and I can tell you who I saw. I saw it with my world, dad in my yeah. entire life history before like 2000. I can tell you like five movies. <laughs> I mean that I knew where and when I saw. No, I'm pretty. Okay. I'm pretty good at that. I actually have a movie journal too listed in one of my. You're an insane person. Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the package. Um, Gene Hackman. In fact. Um, I used to go to video stores all the time, which I think a lot of us did in the 80s. And I don't know if you remember, at least at my video store, which was Speedy Video right across the street from my house, we had, um, they had like free posters that you could take. 
because they were getting rid of posters that they hung oh, up. Oh, that makes sense. And so I always was grabbing them, and one of them was the package. So I had the Is package that, hanging okay. up in my. We are currently in Austin's house, and he has movie posters. I don't. Now. I do not have the package. Here. I hope no. you. You should because I should. the ones you have on this wall well, here are only nightmarishly awful films. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I have a cool as ice vanilla ice uh, poster, a Stroker yes, Ace yes. with Burt Reynolds. Yes. So, yeah, if somebody burned your house down, I'd be like. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, I also have a standee of Lethal Weapon 2. I got uh, Mel and Danny. It's not even Lethal there. Weapon 2. I that's mean, Lethal, okay. Weapon Lethal Weapon 2. I guess. That's it's awesome. Kinda, it's kind of the most meme one of all of them. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. of the uh, been revoked line. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That really is. The other one's not really anything for the Well, okay. Well, let's get to the package, Gene Hackman. So it is a political thriller. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. I, for any movie yeah. that I have not seen, yeah. I intentionally go in trying to know the bare minimum. Right. I knew nothing. I didn't right. even know Hackman. I knew nothing about who was in this. Oh. You just had mentioned it, and I'm like, sure. I had heard of Millennium, but this one I had not. I don't know if I even heard of it. Okay. And okay. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Gene Hackman, Joanna Cassidy, and um, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, as the yes, the all movie. these people showed up, and I'm like, oh look, this guy's in here, <laughs> Dennis France. <laughs> yep, Dennis France from NYPD. Oh, he's Blue. a cop. What a surprise! <laughs> and Pam Greer, like of all people, yeah, is in the movie. A small role. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Gene Hackman plays a marine. Or, uh, oh, it says Green Beret. Look at that. So yeah, he's, he's got the <laughs> Green Beret outfit on there. Yeah. yeah. Because this is right at, like around the end, like like the Cold War kind of thing. They're trying to end the Cold War, trying to end the nuclear thing. So the whole movie kind of revolves around them trying to stop the nuclear arms. You know, like trying to. Uh, yes, yeah. it does. This happens during the time when the Great Wall was coming down. Yeah. This movie came out. Yeah. I wasn't clear on the actual time in 89 that happened. And I'm like, did they know or had it happened yet? I wasn't <laughs> they sure. They probably shot this at the end of 88. So probably not. I'm probably guessing. Probably not. Yeah, I was wondering. Gene Hackman, is what, the movie kind of starts off with a kind of an action scene where someone is um, going to be assassinated at this party that they're supposed to be kind of security at or something like that. Yes. It was. It's, well, they okay, don't really tell okay. you what's happening. Spoiler right? alert. Yeah. This is a really freaking good movie. Okay. <laughs> it's solid. It's, a it's real, solid. This is a solid yeah, yeah, yeah. film. It does do some Hollywoody like Oh, of course. Oh, that's the bad guy. I can yeah, tell yeah, right yeah. now. Okay. Well, oh, that guy, that, oh, his boss, oh, that's the bad guy. Well, okay. <laughs> so what happens is um he well, it's not really his fault that um that these kind of bad guys get through because they see these joggers and they're like, oh, let's... And, but then yes. there's German police show up and they're just like Berlin police and they're if like... They don't make it super clear where they're, whether or not they actually were police. Right. And so, <laughs> but then they, he gets orders on the, on his, you know, whatever his walkie-talkie and was just like, nope, let him go. Let the police handle yep. it. He's like, okay. I mean, he but, had, but they, he had, they had already said yep. that to him before that. Yeah. So it didn't seem that shady no but, at that time but then what happens is those guys ended up being assassins and they take out uh, some political guy yeah i'm and not sure which it doesn't actually have the actual president no. here so i'm like is that the president whatever <laughs> well, what, well what happens is gene hackman um one of his men die and so it's uh, things just get fucked yeah, up yes that's right and kind of through kind of as punishment they make him you know, like, oh, you got to deliver this package to America, and it's yes. a prisoner. And supposedly, and it's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, the, pr- the, the yeah, package Thomas. is a person. Yeah, it is they, a person. They use the word package, and don't ever mention it's a person until you actually get to it. And, then it goes, and his name is... Oh, 
this this Tommy Lee Jones is the package. Well, his name is Walter <laughs> Hankey, supposedly. It's kind of neat because they kind of have like a little talk. Like they have a little bit of a mutual respect for each yes. other. They talk to each other and he's just like, hey, when you t- you do that court martial. And they don't really say what he did. Like they, when he said he like punched an officer and he's. And, yeah, they don't really super yeah. make it clear. Although, so, I mean, he's already. From his very first instant, I'm like, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, Tommy Lee a, Jones. He doesn't even try to not act like an asshole. Right, right. Okay? But he, but at the same time, though, he's kind of he, you, because it, it's Tommy Lee Jones. He adds a little bit of a likability to yes. it. Yes, a little bit. Well, it's weird because he's already being a, an asshole to Hackman. Yeah, but Hackman seems to kind of like him. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but I'm like, eh, it's okay. I but then what happens is that um, they're at the airport after he delivered, or after they 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 touch down, and they um, get jumped, and or Gene Hackman does gets hit on the head by some weird yes. guys in and, like a bathroom or something. Yep. Right? Yeah. And then Tommy Lee Jones takes off, and he loses his package. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, word of warning. We are going to go full spoilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 In this entire every yep, episode yep, yep. of this podcast. Every once in a while, maybe I might say something. Yeah. It depends on the movie, but this one, yeah, we're going to talk about spoilers. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe it depends. Um, so it turns out that Tommy Lee Jones is supposed to assassinate, is it the president or is it the secretary? Okay, they say the president numerous times, and then it certainly looks more like he's trying to kill the, the Soviet sec- guy. The, the, yep, the yep, Soviet yep, premier, yep. which doesn't look like... I'm like, is that him? Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so one of those old white guys is the president. The other one's a guy who right. looks just like the other guy. Well, and then the guy <laughs> that um, told uh, Gene Hackman to take the package, he, he's pretty much setting him up because he's behind it. Yes. He's played by John Hurd, who, as you, a lot of people know him as the dad in the Home Alone movies. Yes. Yeah. But he does a good job in this because, and it's well, you As soon I'm as saying, you see him, you're I'm, like, oh. I'm like, oh, he's an asshole. Yeah. He's, he's the bad guy in this movie. It isn't like you're not supposed to know that. Yeah. You are going to know the moment you're like, oh, look at that. As soon as you see him. Look at that, look at that piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to die at the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't. Oh, no, that's right. No, that's right. I'm Spoiler sorry. alert. I forgot, Austin, that it, I forgot about that scene. He gets murdered, although nobody else in the movie knows. Yeah, right. That's the thing. They are, like, talking about he's still missing, and then they cut to, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, yeah. I'm coming okay. to the end of the movie. So, okay. so, anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're getting that over ourselves. So, so Hackman is now trying to find the, his package, and um, he goes to <laughs> find the prisoner, and Tommy Lee Jones, but he goes, seeks help of his ex-wife, um, yes. Joanna, who's... I forgot what rank she is, but she's... Uh, she's like a lieutenant colonel. Yeah. She's our general. She's yeah. like high up there. She's pretty yeah, high yeah. up. So he gets trying her to help, and then she gets the help of another um, uh, officer, which played by Pam Greer. She's yes. in the, she's only in like one or two scenes. But she then, doesn't make it through the movie. No, like, <laughs> like she finds some... They infer- don't super show her dying. They show her dead body. Yeah, yeah. They well, they like, show- oh, well, she was murdered by that guy that she was looking at. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, they show her like being stalked, and then yeah. they just, you know, that was it. So she finds some information out, and you know she was onto something when she dies. So she turns yes. up dead. And so they go to Chicago to uh, Joanna Cassidy. And Joanna Cassidy, you might know, she was um, Bob Hoskins' love interest in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In this movie, the president and the premier are going to sign some type of yeah. thing in Chicago because Chicago is where they split the atom right. for the first time. And there's a bunch it's literally, of... how do we make this movie take place in America? And there's a bunch of government... Okay? A government U.S. assholes that don't want that to happen because they want... There's two types of people who are in there. They're yeah, yeah. full-fledged Nazi pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> then there's the pieces of shit who I think aren't actually Nazis. They just legitimately think if we disarm, yeah. 
there'll be actual war between the U.S. and the Soviet <laughs> Union. Because they don't know two years from now there won't be a Soviet Union. Right, <laughs> Okay? Right. But then it's le- it pretty much leads up to, like, because uh, Gene Hackman ends up getting, uh, finding out information. Oh, and he gets uh, help from Dennis Franz. Yes. Which is a, a, a cop buddy which, of his. Which, yeah, I think they were in the service earlier yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they find out some stuff, and but what ends up happening is Hackman gets uh, captured, and then he finds out about the plot about assassinating the president or premier or whatever. Yes. And Tommy Lee Jones, and they have a, a, one more exchange, him and, and Tommy Lee Jones yep, do. It goes sort of actually. But, but, the, but the, <laughs> la- the finale is pretty much, because what's interesting about this movie, it's just a thriller. It's not really huge action set pieces. No, not until it's, the end. There's kind of an action chase. A little bit. but Driving then, scene, more I would call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really but, a chase. but the big finale is him just trying to race the clock to yep. try to yep. kill Tommy Lee Jones before he assassinates There's the not president. a shootout. He no. finds Tommy Jones, kills him, and then that's the end of that Pluto. <laughs> yeah, okay, bang, bang, done. I win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the way they edited and and did, like, I think they, the direction was really good as far as making sure oh, yeah. that the suspense was there. I was... So this was directed by Andrew Davis. Andrew Davis kind of started okay, making yeah. some action films. He did Chuck Norris, so Code of Silence in 85. And the movie he did right before this was Steven Seagal's first movie, Above the Law. Wow. Yeah. Now, this I actually movie... like Above the Law. Uh, actually, so and Pam Greer, and this that's is why because, I think Pam. That's Greer's, because Steven Seagal had right the least to do with that movie. Well, okay. Pam, yeah. Well, Pam Greer, I think, um, and oh, the why she's in this movie is because she was also in Above the Law, which was directed by Andrew oh, Davis. Okay. She played um uh the partner of Steven Seagal. Oh, Steven she's she's great in this movie though. Yeah, she's. I mean, she doesn't do a whole lot, but she's, she's good. But yeah. she's she's good in everything she does. Yeah, though. she's awesome. Yeah, and she's great. People she need to use her. She should have been a full fledged huge movie star instead of. Just movie star everybody knows. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah a different thing. But Andrew Davis went on to direct. After this, he did Under Siege with Seagal and Tommy Lee Jones. Wow! And and you're going to be blown away by this one if you don't know. Then after Under Siege, he directed Best Picture nominee, The Fugitive. So he directed The Fugitive. Wait, The Fugitive was a Best Picture nominee. Yeah, ninety three. I mean, it's and, good. And it does. It's not Oscar paid. And Tommy Lee Jones won Best Supporting Actor for that movie. So this oh, was kind of that. So and this was that was the third time working together. So he worked with Tommy Lee Jones three wow. times. Doing uh, the package was the first okay. one. Well, I mean, obviously, then, he liked working with him. He must know? have I'll just yeah. call up Tom because uh, he'll do it for so, me, and yeah. also he'll be good. So <laughs> as Tim said. It's a solid movie. Like I would give it this a three out of four stars. I would give it a solid three, yeah. three out of four stars. It's um, the, it's the, not perfect, but it's, no, it's so, really good. So it's a little convoluted, obviously, with our explanation, as you can tell. Yeah. With the plot, um, some of the stuff was a little confusing with the real Walter Hankey, and they have this subplot with him kind of getting involved with the protests and going undercover. Yes. Um, some of that stuff you probably could have snipped some of it out. Yeah. It wouldn't have been they, a lot the guy, the real Hank. That was baffling. I mean, he was I'm a like, patsy, I guess. I mean, they probably didn't... didn't. You could literally take that character out of the movie, yeah. and then he's just yeah. using this guy's name. Yeah. You don't have to actually yeah. do anything with him. Yeah. Okay. That was that's probably my only the, the weak point about it. Now, this movie, there's there's other movies that have done this better. This isn't the best of its kind. No. Everyone in this movie have have done better work. However, it doesn't mean that they're not trying and they're not putting oh. an effort. It's like there's a threshold of this movie. And there's like, you know what? In order to be good, we have to reach this level. And everybody reaches the level, mm-hmm. and that's it. They, I mean, they didn't I mean, I, exceed the level. Gene, Hack, Gene Hackman oh, Gene was awesome. very Gene Hackman in this, but yeah. also I've never seen him in like a military, and he does a good job yeah. at it. Gene Hackman's really, really good. Everybody is in, is in it is really good. Joanna Cassidy is good. Dennis Franz is good. Um, mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones is really good. Like, he's, he's got really, some great lines. He does. You know, when, you know everybody pays me. 
Yeah. You, you don't know where I'm going. You know, yeah. it's just, he's, he's cool. You know, it's weird because I'm like, is he, no, he's not really a believer in this thing. They just paid him money. So he's willing to do oh, it. Oh, that's all. He's a mercenary. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. This was the first movie I've ever seen him in. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. This is the first film. Oh, okay. So this was my and introduction to Tommy know. Lee Jones. Couldn't tell you. The you second know. movie I saw with Tommy Lee Jones was Firebirds with Nick Cage, which is the Top Gun ripoff that came out in 1990 with helicopters instead of jets. You ever seen that? Stop watching shitty movies. And for watching <laughs> I saw for that three times. At the end. Anyways. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> three times? Yeah, I did. I, I ain't did. even heard of that. That's awesome. I had the poster in my room, too. Oh, Firebird. Anyways, so the package. No, it's it's I, package I thought was just a really solid movie. And if you have nothing better to do, watch watch a good action movie. Yeah, I mean, fine. it's a it's a it's a fine movie. Like, it's fine. I have no idea where it's streaming or anything. It might not be. No, <laughs> I mean, you can probably rent it's it on Amazon. It's not a big enough name of but a movie. No, you can rent it on like Amazon. It's like with superstars, so right. it's weird. <laughs> you can rent it on Amazon for a couple bucks. You know, it's like yeah, it's worth it. Like it's 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 a, yeah, it's it's a good movie. it'll kill it'll, it'll kill a, a it's competent eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's competently made. So yeah. I thought it was good. So there are parts of it you'd be like, that was really cool. Yeah, there's some good stuff. But also, you'd be like, why is this guy in the movie? <laughs> why is this character in this movie? That cut ten minutes out of this movie. Right. Okay. But no, yeah, no, it was good. Not perfect, but I, yeah. I was solid. Not a bad start for the day. No. Right. Yeah. So okay. Another spoiler for this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing in this that's as bad as some of the bad stuff we've watched. I might there, disagree with there you. Are some bad, there are some, there's some bad movies in here. But I didn't want to kill myself halfway through that. Okay, but well, keep going. All right, okay. so our second movie is Millennium. Now, this was a movie I always heard of, and I believe my brother saw it, and I can't remember what he thought of it. But Did you know anything about the plot of this? Going no, in? I knew it was involving an airplane, because I saw the poster. There's an airplane in it. Yes. And I remember, hard. And I remember, the, I remember the TV spots. Of seeing like some metalhead face, and then I remember the TV spot of like people walking into like a portal from like I had. That's the only images I remember. The only thing I remembered after seeing the movie was the weird time where the airplane was like half in and half out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Millennium, it's directed by Michael Anderson. Now he is actually a veteran filmmaker. Let me show you what he's done. He's made a shit ton of no, stuff. No, he directed... Around the World in 80 Days, for crying He out directed lot. Around the World in 80 Days, Best Picture winner yeah. in uh, 1956. One of yeah. those, not... Oh, Logan's Run. He did Logan's Run, yeah. Martian Chronicles TV. Wow. So he's pretty much in the 80s. He did either made for video or just TV okay. stuff. So he wasn't really... Off. Kind well, of Except for Millennium. That is a big, this was a big deal movie, and, and it had big ads in that news. And this is at. the last theatrical film that he actually made, so. I, yeah, it does. Everything on yeah. there says TV. Well, there was a couple at the end that did Well, they went straight to video. Oh, that makes that. sense. Yeah. New, new, new Adventures of Pinocchio? Pinocchio? Yeah. Wasn't in the theater? It did not go to, No, no, no. <laughs> and then he killed himself. <laughs> did he kill himself? I don't know. I just, so he died. I hope not. 2018. Well, he lived a long Oh, God. He was 98. 98. Oh, wow. He's living off the Millennium royalties. So, <laughs> so it's starring Chris Christopherson and uh, Cheryl Ladd. Now, Chris Christopherson I like as an actor. Like He's I always a okay. pretty good actor. Point number one. Cheryl Ladd? It's actually pretty damn good in this. I, I wish she had done some more stuff. She so, actually, and then I looked her up and I'm like, she actually is still doing stuff. She, let, and she was in Charlie's career. Angels. Yeah. 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 But she made a lot of movies. So that I've never seen. This movie, it's, it's funny because this movie actually takes place in Minneapolis. It does. Which, well, yeah. outside of Minneapolis. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I'm like, they were coming into Bloomington. I now, don't know where. I don't, I, and I tried to find information. I didn't find any. 
I'm pretty positive they did not film this. And uh, they don't. They don't need to. It was all in a warehouse. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, when they show like the airport or something, I'm like I don't think that's they it. They don't but... really go to the airport. They well, were crashing on the way to the airport. They were like, in a, they were looking for a field to land. Right, in. right, right. Well, there's a scene when Chris Christopherson like leaves like the airport and they're like he's getting yeah, a taxi. Guess. But he anyway, goes, he goes to a hotel at some point. Yeah. Uh, I'm, maybe that hotel still exists. So <laughs> the movie kind of opens with this flight, and there's. All of a sudden, like there's like another plane, and they yeah, hit a plane. A really bad like screen behind. Yeah, it. yeah, it's, yeah. It's some of the effects in this. Well, I mean, it is '89, uh, but and it wasn't. Good. They aren't. They're bad for '89. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it probably was, and um, I'm sure they didn't have a lot to work with. So Millennium, yeah. So this plane, and then, but then it like goes into like this weird like portal kind of thing, right? You're just like it just kind of disappears the plane because it like gets hit and it doesn't. Like the plane, they hit the other plane. Well, they hit the other plane. They don't show any. They don't, in the opening, I don't remember them showing the portal. Oh, they probably the, did. The guy, the like the co-pilot, goes to the back to see how everybody's doing or whatever, and they're all already dead. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, <laughs> and sorry, goes, we saw they're all like dead. four they're movies. All dead. They're all dead. We saw four movies so, after this. So here's yeah. the weird thing: the beginning of this movie yeah. intrigued the fuck out of me. Oh. Okay. Okay. Because okay. yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. What was I had no happen. clue, and I'm like, well, okay, I, I didn't I, know. I, I have the ability as a crotchety old man. Yeah. To overlook effects because I have I can do that too. Some yeah. of the best yeah. movies I've loved. Oh, me too. The Incredible Freaking Man is one of my favorite oh, that's movies that's, ever. Yeah, yeah. And some of those effects might hold up, but some of them are not going to hold up. Oh, I don't right. care. I'll watch that movie right now. <laughs> okay. So Chris Christopherson plays um, a guy who's an investigator of crashes. So that's what he does. Yes. And he is there. And so while he's investigating this crash, he meets. There's this girl there running around, like almost like a secretary or something. And she looks like she's a flight attendant, right? Right? But right. She's not in an airplane, so right. I'm very confused. <laughs> so it's, that's Show Lad playing Louise, and then you got, and I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy who plays the doctor comes in, and boy, is his all his line deliveries are super creepy. Yeah, the way he's talking, and he's like, "It's hey, did you find Chris any?" Chris Christopherson is pretty good, and Show Lad is okay. Did you Everybody find? Else... Did you find anything? Yeah. Anything unusual? Did you find, anything? Did you find that thing I hit under your bed? <laughs> what the hell? You it was just—it was really weird. <laughs> but anyways, so but there's a lot of mysterious things that we're trying to figure out what's going on with this crash, and they're trying to f- listen to like old tapes of like what happened and and whatever from the communications. Um, but at the same time, he's making googly eyes with Cheryl Ladd. They go back yes. to the hotel. Well. Biggest spoiler. Yeah. This movie is full of weird time travel shit. Okay. <laughs> but it doesn't happen for like 40 minutes. And totally unrealistic because I know all, we all know about time travel and this is nothing like time I don't travel. Know. I nothing don't know. at all like I time thought travel. that when we travel from 89 to the currently 2022, our future is like identical to their future. <laughs> Well, okay, they're obviously a thousand years in the future, which is apparently the only reason this movie's called Millennium. Right, right, right. Well, that, that, well, this that, all would get me worried about paradoxes. So I was just like, well, what you know? Oh, this movie's full of them, yeah, that, with no explanation. Right, about what a paradox is or what right. causes them or so, how you stop them. So, anyways, well, well, they end up hooking up at the at the hotel or whatever. Yes, he's like, hey, I want you know, let's go out to dinner. She's like, well, no, don't go because I'm. I'm not going to be here. Yeah, probably. I probably won't be here. And then he leaves and then he goes back and she's gone. Yeah, and not only is she gone, everything is completely made up. The yeah, beds, everything. Which, at, when they explain that, they yeah. don't explain that. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is the bed made? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. They show it happening yeah, yeah, yeah. right around. But don't I'm like, that, that, that does not explain anything. So, okay. <laughs> what we find out, okay. So now what we find out, we, we end up finding out that Cheryl Ladd is from the future. 
and it's a thousand years in the future. The future sucks, apparently, because they don't have any resources. They oh, don't have... they don't have any resources, except for hair product. Oh. Boy, do they have hair product. Well, you know what? They've so, all got the most fanciest, insane hair So, Cheryl Ladd's <laughs> hair reminds me of uh, David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust Oh, hair. God. They all have, like they've that. all got Flock of Seagulls hair. And then Everybody for, there And does, then for okay? no reason at all. They don't really explain it. They have Sherman the Robot, played by Robert Joy. It's just some mechanical, it's, weird... It's not mechanical. Oh, yeah, well, it is... Th- that is D-movie material. That guy's <laughs> outfit. That dude is in a cardboard was, box, and they're trying to pass it, it off. It was kind of funny to watch. I kind of like the design of it a little bit. I don't bit, hate but... his... They don't explain why they have a robot, but they also don't explain anything in this movie. No! <laughs> so, yeah, you don't really... And then there's another scene where they... When a plane crashes, they go and like they steal the bodies that were going to die, so they can reproduce in a future well, I, society. I, or something I like, like that, that idea. These yeah. people are yeah. going to die. There's so it crazy. It and they can't reproduce it, for some reason. Does, yeah, well, except for whatever. Okay, <laughs> but uh, that it's an intriguing idea. These people are already going to die. Yeah. Okay, so they replace them with clones. Yeah, I don't that, know how... that are dead but can still walk into the plane. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And how they, they only did that. look like they're kind of beat up versions of the same yeah, people. Yeah. And I'm like, where'd they get the people from? Yeah, they, I want explanations. This I'm sure all the a, people in the test is... tubes have this. Uh, okay, that's all the elders in the okay. test tubes. That's weirdly one of my positives. I liked the weird council because they're, they're like freaky cinnabites, man. They are freaky, weird freakos. What? They like live in tubes. Oh, they're fucking man. screwed. But then it goes back to, well, well, then they even go back to 1963 and you have, um, and, and so they're stopping another plane mm-hmm. from happening. Oh, and then but, I forgot to talk about Chris Christopher. That plane has a survivor. Right. Well, and it's a kid. and But Chris Christopherson also, before that, finds like that weird device. Yes. And then he gets zapped. Oh my god, I laughed so hard when he got zapped because his face was like, oh! Yeah, it's... Okay, the thing is... It was a stun weapon. Until they even tried to show me anything. Okay, I'm like, I'm intrigued with this movie, and then they start telling me about what happened, and I'm like, boy, my answers are shitty. Okay? (laughs) But man, I like the questions. I liked the questions, yeah. but the answers are all terrible. This was based off of a short story <laughs> called Air Raid. And yeah. but and so I, that could have been good. I wonder if that explains anything. However, <laughs> I don't know because the person who wrote the, the story wrote the screenplay. Yeah. So I don't know if it would be good. So I'm like, did he just find money? Because right. it's made by it's written by a guy named John right. Varley, which I no. feel like I've heard that name no. before. I used to be pretty heavy into like fifties and sixties and mm. old science fiction. Okay. And so I might have read something by him. I don't know. So then we get more of the subplexes. Then she goes back in time, you know, to meet Chris Christopherson again to stop him from like being zapped or whatever. And yes, because it created a paradox. Yes. They were, they always talk. There's like time quakes yeah. in the future. Yeah. When a Try making sense out of this movie. And yeah. they just, if they all start shaking, yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Trek shakes. Okay. Yep. Whatever. Okay. But then they figure out because when he finds the device, yeah, she goes back to him, yeah, and he recognizes her, yeah, and, but she's never seen him before. So they figure out, oh, that's because he's seen you, a future version oh of you, in his past. And I'm like, I understand what's happening there. Like, it's literally another half hour of the movie where she goes back in time, 
and you basically rewatch a part of the movie. Okay? Right. Well, you know what's interesting <laughs> about that? So the part, only but... thing that I thought was kind of neat, because I'll tell you about this. I, I, I didn't like this movie at all. I, I kind of hated it. Okay. So I really hated it. I understand. It. It, We're going to talk about that in the next movie. <laughs> but, oh, no. So I really hated it. But the thing is, when I first watched it, in the beginning, they go to the hotel and they're, oh, I guess they're sleeping together. And I'm like, there is absolutely no chemistry no, and nothing no chemistry. whatsoever. However, when they go back in time and then, oh, they actually show them going to dinner. Yeah. And show, that and, actually has chemistry. And I'm like, there is chemistry. But the they thing just is. They edited out all the chemistry in the first the, version. The problem <laughs> is it makes sense because it, it, it turns out to actually be kind of, oh, that's kind of a neat little twist then. However. It made me not engaged in the first half of the movie because I didn't care about the characters. That, that's my weird. That's if you would have, if you would have had, if you would have had that scene early on in the movie, it would be like, oh, I buy their romance because oh, now I kind of buy the romance, but it's too late. The movie only has like fifteen minutes left. I don't care anymore. Yeah. The, you know, the, that was the difference for, yeah. for me. I guess for the first half hour, I was very engaged because okay. I wanted to know what the hell was happening. Yeah. What 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 was going on? Because the first time he sees Cheryl yeah. Ann's character, she literally just runs away. Okay, yeah. And then she he sees her again in the next like scene. Yeah. And she's fine. And I'm yeah. like, that's just weird. What the hell's going on with her? Okay. Yeah. And I'm like weirdly interested in and that. But what, boy, all the answers sucked. And w- <laughs> and what's up with the guy um, that she talks to in the future? That's kind of like her mentor with like the he's got like. All gray on his face, and he's got oh, and the the wheelchair guy, yeah, and he's got crazy, uh, yeah, crazy mad scientist he's, hair. He's, I don't know, he's dying or What's something. What's going on? They that. seem to be mentioned, but he looks like dying. an alien. But I'm like, but no one else looks like him in the future. And I'm like, just... I don't know the people, oh, the two test tube on the people test tube. Look, they were so free. there is some well, neat stuff. A couple of them were literally just brazen a jar. Well, okay. they, well, they also had like one of them had like skin. Like, uh, yeah, I'm uh, like, uh, why is that Brazil lady there? But she's freaking looking from Brazil. Yeah, yeah that's exactly looks, what I thought of when she looked terrifying. Okay, right when when the mom in Brazil gets her face lifted, that's exactly what it looked. No, so I I think. I actually didn't really care for Chris Christopherson. I think he's a really good uh, actor. He's, he's okay. He doesn't have range, and he needs to find directors that know how to use him and stories that fit. And I don't think this was one of them. I think well, he's great okay. in the Blade movies. He's good. Martin Scorsese used him really well in Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Okay. He's good in Stars Born with Barbara Streisand. Okay. But here, it's just like, he he looked bored. He looks like he was sleepwalking through his stuff. for some reason, I was just interested in that yeah, first half fair hour. Enough, fair so enough. I'm like, even though he... It felt more like in the first half hour he was just a guy doing his job. And okay, but boy, you're right. And Cheryl he, he cannot do relationship no. shit. And Cheryl Ladd no, actually, no. in the first, in the, I towards the end of the movie, I was going like, you know what, Cheryl Ladd's actually doing an okay job. But in the beginning, when because, she was well, acting all wooden, I'm like, because she kind of acted wooden when she was just like, oh hi, you know, like oh, she's terrified. That, well, right. that, that's weird because they sort of explain that later on by yeah. showing that yeah. she's terrified because yeah. she's like doesn't want to do this no. shit, but she has to do it because right. it'll create a time paradox. No, spoiler alert! Somehow none of that works, and it creates the biggest time paradox <laughs> of them all, and it destroys the future. It does, but they all live through it because they go through a portal yeah. to save them from the dying future, and yeah. I'm like. I would like an explanation for anything that just happened. No, it's it, the script. I think it's, I mean, like, yeah, the premise. Sure. It's an interesting premise, but yeah, the script I think is really bad. Most of the dialogue is really bad in the yeah. movie. I really didn't like a whole lot, except for some of the makeup effects of like, I kind of liked looking at the robot, yeah. but, but I, I, I hate looking at the but robot. But then trying because to get the robot, like they turned him into like a sentimental character at the end. And I'm like, and, yeah. and, and he, what, did he cry at the end? I he know, was like, it looks like he you was could, crying. My problem was with terrible, the way the robot terrible. looked was, he, he, they didn't, 
He looked it like didn't cover his eyes. He had super. He had human eyes. Yeah, it looked like a reject from Farscape makeup. or something. Yeah, it was like it, it looked was like, like a bad uh, TV. The reason stuff story. like three PO works is you can't see any human in there. You know what I mean? So, he's, right. he's humanoid, but you can't see eyes. You can't see his nose. Well, and okay? I think the worst part about this movie for me is that besides being bad, I was I was bored. I was really bored of this movie. Okay. So I weirdly So you liked it a little more than I, I, I actually liked you like that I'm more probably because I give it I'm gonna give it half a star. I I'm gonna it. give I it a it. solid one and a half stars. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good movie. Okay. But you're just, intrigued a little more I'm than I was. I'm intrigued about yeah, some yeah, of yeah. the stuff, and I wanted answers. I got madder and madder as I got no more answers. <laughs> Especially at the end. Boy, okay. when they walked in that portal, and then it just some... It was, they mentioned, the robot says to her, you have to go with him, even though she doesn't want to go with him because she said she's not allowed to. Because you're pregnant with his child. Yeah. And I'm like, you just said she can't get fucking pregnant. Explain <laughs> anything in this goddamn movie. And then they quote Winston Churchill at the end. This is not the end. This is yes. not the beginning of the end. It's the end of the beginning. The yeah. end. And I'm like. Yeah, I'm like, what yeah. just happened? Yeah. Show us. Are Did they go in that portal and never come out? Are they typed in a, <laughs> a different time loop? All I want is one answer. So yeah, that was that was that was a chore to sit through in the theater, and the other like two people that were in the theater with us because it was a huge box it's, office flop. There was like two this other was people in the theater. Nobody was there. No one it was, was there. Real no. <laughs> so our next movie is Let It Ride, which is Richard Dreyfus. Um, it's directed by Joe Pitka, who went on to direct Space Jam in 1996. Oh, this, this is, is explaining many a thing <laughs> about this movie. So oh man, I don't know. I I can already tell. That there might be a disagreement. Okay. In this movie. Okay. So, because okay. I already could tell you, you're, I okay. don't know. I could tell. Okay. Anyways, so I've never seen this movie. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> I I would remember seeing the TV spots and stuff because I was a film geek even when I was 13. So I was always looking in the paper, watching previews and stuff. There was a channel called Movie Time that turned into E Entertainment Television. And movie time, really okay. Movie time would just show movie trailers all day, and so I I didn't have it was cable trailers. Yeah, so I would go to um, that's the worst channel I've ever heard. No, of. it was awesome because that's fuck trailers because trailers there was the stupid. internet, so that's the only way I could find out. The movies internet's that were coming out. out. I still don't look at trailers. Fuck <laughs> trailers. Trailers are dumb. Watch so I always I always wanted to know what was coming out, and that's how I would know. So I I remember seeing the previews for Let It Ride, and I always like Richard Dreyfuss, and I mean I like popular movies too, but I was always like. Oh, let's go see this weird movie that no oh, one wants to go sometimes see. Sometimes those weird movies are the best thing. Like I went We've there, already discovered like there one. is a movie I think in '89 that came out called Thundergrown that nobody knows about. What the hell? I, that, I it was it went to Northtown. words up. It went to okay. it went to Northtown, and I can't remember the main stars or anything, but the, <laughs> but the villain was Jesse Ventura. What? It's a street fighting movie. What's the movie called? Thunderground. Again? Well, I'm watching the fuck out of that sometime. <laughs> I remember not liking it, but I, but, uh, I, but okay. I begged my dad. Did he you dropped watch it me alone? Off. Yeah, I was all by myself in the See, theater. See, you gotta sit there at home and yeah, watch that yeah. shitty Jesse Ventura movie. So, with a friend. Anyway, way to watch it. Let it ride. <laughs> um. Oh, so he did not uh, documentaries. I guess so. This was his non. Oh, okay. So, as I said. Yeah. I try to go into these movies not knowing anything, yeah, yeah. but I had seen the poster and it's called Let It Ride, and I'm like, I figured out the plot of this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard Dreyfus is in it, and I I like Richard Dreyfus, and he's kind of like a forgotten about actor, right? Like, yeah, he, you're right. He, he was he was, he was, he was huge. huge for like 15 years. Yeah, and then he like, and then this movie came out. No, no, no. no. It was there was a couple other ones like Mr. Holland's Opus was one of the last oh, big yeah, ones right. that he did, yeah, yeah, and then he kind of. Show disappeared and kind of became irrelevant which is too bad because i've always thought is he, he was gone? is he dead no no he's still alive 
Well, yeah. then cast me in your movie. Also. I would love to, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Richard Dreyfus plays a uh, gambler, Jay Trotter, hot to trot. So yes. I, the movie opens, interestingly, with a conversation with Terry Garr, and, and then you're like, and they don't really, you know, spell it out for you at first. You're like, what, what's going on? And I'm like, they're reading notes that they wrote to each other that how they're going to improve themselves. They're like, yes. you know, like, hey, I will, I'm not going to gamble anymore. I'm, I'm not going to think about money. And yes. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to make a I, scene in public. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm lying right now. That's yeah. what he says. Okay. <laughs> so, and so you figure out like, okay, so they're estranged uh, couple. They're married and they're. They we're gonna get a divorce, but they're trying to work it out. Because I don't to yeah. work it out. That's what he kind of I'm like. Okay, so he's he got a gambling problem apparently because he's talking about not gambling again. Well, as the movie goes on, you realize he's got a huge fucking gambling oh, he's problem. Got a, this that's okay. Here's my biggest problem with this movie. Okay, I hate him. Okay, god damn, do I hate that guy? And then all of his friends, I somehow hate them more. And that's saying something. Okay, because I fucking hate him. Okay, and. <laughs> I'll, the reason why I don't hate him is because he's Richard Dreyfus. I hate him because he did that opening thing where I said, I'm not going to gamble anymore. And I'm like, this whole fucking well, movie is going to be about gambling. And then in the uh, end of this movie, here's a big spoiler. It all works out. It works he's the out. the richest human being in the fucking yes. planet. Okay. So Rich, I'm like, fuck you. So Richard Dreyfus, Go broke, you piece so, of shit. So he's a cab driver. And one of his uh, friends is cab driver's coworker, David Johansson, who... Is Buster Poindexter? Remember, he did the yeah. hot, hot, hot song in the eighties. Yeah. God, that's nuts! I didn't realize I was that's him. him. That's oh David Johansson. Yeah, I did not realize him. Hot, hot, oh my did god, it, it. that's amazing! Well, he started, I hate him. He was he was the cab driver on Ghost of Christmas Past or whatever in um or present Scrooge and Scrooge. Yeah, he plays the cab driver. That's cool. That. Yeah, and I'll then, watch Scrooge is dead. Yeah, but he was also in the remake of Car Fifty Four. Where are you, ninety four? And that was terrible. Anyway. So, <laughs> you can't really go for go shooting high on that movie, buddy. <laughs> so okay. David, David Johansson plays this cab driver that hears overhears some guys talking about there's this there's this horse and he's a shoe in. They don't really explain how they okay, know no, he's no, gonna no, win no, the race. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. You're leaving out a big part. Oh, that he, 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 he records he records all his cab because he wants to record people having who sex. are making out or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. porking in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, he doesn't care about the horse thing that much. He doesn't care about this but sure thing. So Richard Dreyfus, he's going to like, hey, listen to this couple. And then he plays it and he hears some guys talking. Richard Dreyfus is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? <gasps> horse, we got to go to the track tomorrow. So he goes to the track and then you find out he, he goes to this restaurant across the street from the track and there's all these other gamblers there and they're, and, and they're all um, the, um, played by different people. Cynthia Nixon is in it. She looks like she was like 15 in that movie. She <laughs> she, she, she was she 19, was, I think, or 20 when they filmed really it. Really young, yeah. But yeah, but she has braces. And I'll go, I'll go a little God, bit more in the supporting cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was her. Holy that was shit. Cynthia Nixon from Sex, was she, uh, she, Sex in the City. Shit, holy shit. No, she actually, I looked at it. You know, she was like 22 or 23. God, I wish movie. I didn't hate her in this movie. <laughs> I hated everybody so, in this fucking movie. So, <laughs> but, so the, the whole premise is, in a nutshell, he is going to, I'm like, okay, I'll bet 50 bucks on that horse. And then he makes 200 yes. some bucks or 500 bucks. And then he's like, oh, he made like 700 bucks. 700 bucks. And then he's like, you know they, what? They, they Here's the thing. Here's one of my yeah, annoyances. Yeah. They don't explain anything about wagering. Yeah, 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 I've yeah. never done it. And I'm like, even I know they should try to explain some of this because some of this 
Doesn't make sense if you don't know what the fuck. Because we're board about. game friends and we play board games about betting all the time. That's not how it works. Well, <laughs> I think it's because <laughs> we don't do horse racing That's and true. it works different. Right, yeah. yeah all yeah, their yeah. numbers are based all when you do horse racing, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the numbers are based on a two dollar. Right, right, right. But then when you do fifty dollars, they don't explain you gotta multiply stuff. Yeah. Nope. It pays out this. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. He's making seven hundred dollars. Fucking wrong. So, okay? so anyways. <laughs> he then he makes another bet. And it's just like, oh, yeah. And so this all takes the place se- in one the, day. The second bet was yeah. because after the first one, he hunts, the, he tracks down the people who made, yeah. who were literally trying to run a scam because yep. what they were doing yep. is illegal. Yeah. What he was doing was yeah. he was, he had a horse that can run good, yeah. but he was intentionally making it run kind of shitty. So it would go to a lower yeah. grade race. Yeah. And then it would win the next time. Yep. Eventually. And they would place a bunch of secret bets on it. Yep. And I'm like, oh, surprise. Those people are pieces of shit. Yeah. Okay. So Richard Dreyfus finds out like, oh, I'm going to bet on this horse. So he makes a few bets. And then by the end of the, for the big finale, I'll, we'll go into more of the stuff in the middle of the movie. Big but finale. the big finale is that he's going to bet everything. And he is like, what? 69,000, right? And he's like, I'm going to make this big bet. The last one. Yeah. By that point, he's won. He, he, he's won every bet. I think he's won three. Three. And this is the fourth bet. And it's the but big one. But this is one. the seventh race. He's only bet like every other race. Right, right. Because at one point, he drives all the way home. Yep. Has a fight with his wife. Yep. Drives all the way back. But isn't it a fight? She's drunk. It's basically it. Well, yeah. they have fights on the phone. Yeah, they yeah. trying to have a fight. And in person. she's yeah. trying to fight, and he's, like, trying to make up because I'm rich now. We're fucking rich, lady. We're rich. I'm the best. I'm good now because I have money. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. fucking running over the car. <laughs> so then it's the, it all rides on, on this bet at the end of the movie. So apparently you had a problem with the characters being likable. So Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who is the one likable guy? The guy that would take the bets. Oh, that's was, Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, Robbie Coltrane was was yeah. was, was relatively likable. He was great. He was he was in the he, movie. But like, god damn it. So just because he's in this movie, I'm gonna say I fucking hate him. So <laughs> I I actually liked it. And I'm gonna tell you <laughs> why. Because, so much. because Richard Dreyfus, like, I had so much pleasure watching Richard Dreyfus be this jerk. I was having fun with him. I'm like... I he was it. so funny. Like, I think his line delivery, because he'll talk quiet, and then he'll be like, oh, I need this horse to win! And just the way he talks, okay. I think it's funny. And then he would do some, like, slapstick stuff where he's, like, sliding around on the ground or yeah. jumping up. And uh, 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 it was really... I thought watching Richard Dreyfus this is a showcase for him. And mm-hmm. I and he's kind of known for... Like in Goodbye Girl, which he won Academy Award for, like he talks really fast and he's always doing double talking. And, and that's kind of what he does in this movie. And I think the movie plays on his strengths as far as um, his line deliveries and his. And, and so is is this is like the, the premise or, or the story a super great one? Not. No, I'm not going to say that, but I really liked him as a character. And I, and I think he's the best thing about the movie. But I also think. I actually like the supporting cast around him. I, I thought David Johansson was funny. He's got some funny outbreaks in the movie where he just like, ah, starts screaming. Oh, I, I, um, I Terry so Gar, who's really talented, I think she was funny. When she had her breakdowns in, in the restaurant, she's like, oh, you can't learn it. You know, and she was funny. Jennifer Tilly, I like, I, she kind of has like a Marilyn Monroe type a uh, bimbo-y or whatever, as you will, like, kind they, of. She, this is... She's funny. She, she, the movie. Okay, this is the weird thing. Yeah. I agree. Everybody in this movie did a good job. Yeah. 
but yep. they only did a good job at being people that, that you didn't want to see. Hated. Yeah. I, I, get I get it. I get it. This is one of my problems yeah. with uh, some certain movies. Yeah. Um, if people are unabashedly just unlikable and terrible, yet mm-hmm. they continue to be the winner, they're the good. They're the hero of the movie. It just drives me crazy. Well, so I feel like that. I mean, yeah, Richard Dreyfuss, so he's kind of a jerk. However, I did like the scene. Like Jennifer Tilly pretty much goes, "Let's go to bed," and he's like, "You know what? I love my wife." Like they, they could have easily made him sleep with Jennifer Tilly. You forgot about the fourth wall break, but sure. <laughs> oh my god, that was so great. Like, okay, she, this is such a difference. Oh, I love was it. Was I hating everything, oh. and that only made me. Oh, go like, I love it. I would. I will. I will drive my fucking car off that a cliff. Crack. I hate this so much. Yep. Yeah, so there's a scene. So Jennifer Tilly's like, hey. Cause so she's starting to like him because you know she's like he's making all the bets and stuff or whatever. She's liking him because he has money, right? <laughs> and so she goes, "Hey, um, do you want to go to bed with me?" And he looks directly at the camera and he's like, "Am I having a good day or what?" <laughs> Pretty much, I'm like, "I'm, yeah. I'm having a good day." Okay, um, but I'm, then he I'm, but he turns her down. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Okay. If I wasn't watching this for a podcast, yeah, and I'm like I have to watch this whole fucking yeah. movie. I would have turned it off. Oh, I, I would have said, I honestly. Already know that he's gonna win in the end because yeah. this movie is. A I fucking, wasn't sure. I was, I thought he was gonna lose everything. I was hoping, but by that point, I'm like, I hate this movie so much. It's never gonna give me what I hope. I thought and he it was gonna didn't lose. give me what I hope. I thought he was gonna lose. So, and then th- this, I'm gonna talk a little bit more. This is um a little. This is me being a major film geek nerd. There's, there's two uh, characters that are at the bar, and they're played by Joseph Walsh and Edward Walsh. And there's like two different bars. Right. Well, the main bar there's that like, was... There's the, a skeevy bar that he go, usually goes to, and then there's the high roller bar. That he no, no, no. It's the, it's the bar with all the, all <laughs> okay. the gamblers. So Ed Walsh and Joe Walsh, um, they are... And I, and I think, because they always appear in gambling movies, and I know... The, the, so they were both in this uh, Robert Altman movie called California Split. And Joseph Walsh also was a bad guy in um, The Driver w- in 1978 with... Um, Directed by Walter Hill and Ryan O'Neill, they are gamblers, and they um, uh, Joseph Walt wrote this wrote the script for California Split. So I'm wondering, and I and I didn't see anything in the credits. I wonder if they were consultants on the film because they are gamblers. They're like professional gamblers. So I thought, anyways, I noticed them. And I'm like, oh, they're in this movie. That makes perfect sense. So that's my that's my film geek knowledge that no one cares about. <laughs> okay. But, and I and, and and I saw it was kind of so cool yeah, seeing that. So man. that would help if I had recognized so, people from like people that I like. So I the did, direction, the direction of the film is okay. That's probably my least favorite part about the movie. I think I really liked the performances, and um, I thought some of the dialogue was funny, and so I genuinely laughed out loud quite a bit in this movie because and mostly not necessarily because of what was being said but how it was being said because i love the characters or the actors delivery a lot in this movie i just movie, got matter so. and matter because at one point yeah before he makes the third bet i think mm-hmm. he's literally going to go make a bet and then he inexplicably just gets arrested out of nowhere oh yeah <laughs> And that stops him from making the bet. And no matter how hard and he you tries, know what? and he and, and he would have lost. He, I know, I know. I, I saw the <laughs> fucking movie, Austin. Okay, but when he gets arrested, I'm like, I really hope this changes 
to a movie where he's now going to be because I'm like, who do they think he is? Do we th- do they think he's the guy who ran the scam on the first horse? Oh, that's what I was yeah, hoping. And I'm yeah. like, is this going to go in a different way? Is this going to become a thing where now I might actually root for the guy because he didn't actually run the scam. He used it for his own benefit. But no, you want to know what happens? The literally after that scene, yeah, never fucking mentioned again. <laughs> Matter of fact, another one of those cops shows up later, yeah. and he's his best fucking friend. Yes. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this shit and goddamn movie? <laughs> so, <laughs> and one more thing I want to say. The reason why I also think it works for me, too, is that the direction has a kind of surreal quality to the movie. It's almost dreamlike occasionally where they'll have these weird slow-mo things where it's like, is this real? It's like a weird... It doesn't feel real. So it feels... A little bit like a fantasy. So it, I don't think it's supposed to be a realistic thing about gambling. It's just supposed to be. Well, of course it's watching. not realistic. The guy, had, guy ended just, up with a, it was a magical yeah. day where it he was, couldn't it lose. Is. So it was a ragi- He literally. And then he breaks uh, the fourth wall. Yeah. One, well, well, one of the times he bets, he just goes and asks random people until he's. And he crosses off. If they've got to bet for it, that's wrong. That's wrong. And yeah. so he's only got one horse yeah. left. Yeah. He'll bet on that one. I like that. I liked it. God, I fucking hated it. Okay, I, wow. He, when he's at home and trying to re- reconcile with his wife. This is. And she tells him repeatedly, you said you weren't going to fucking gamble. You were fucking blah, blah, blah. He said, And then he, cry, he, he, he says, I think it's like <laughs> the five of clubs. Yeah. He, he like cuts a deck and he cuts the five of clubs. And I'm like. Of course he does. Now he's going to go gamble his fucking life away. Except for he's going to fucking win because this movie is fucking stupid. Uh. And now, here's the thing I want to know. I want to see the next day because he's fucking broke again. That's all I fucking want. Yeah. I want him to be fucking homeless and he doesn't deserve Terry fucking Gar. So, okay? anyway, so so what the performances, didn't you like anybody of the performances? No, I, like I said, he's yeah. good. He's doing an Terry Gar. I hated that she didn't actually break up with him because at the end of the yeah, movie she yeah. shows up and yeah. I'm like, how much yeah. drunk driving did she just do? This is all the stuff that I can do at this point. <laughs> I hated everybody and all I can do is find horrible flaws in everybody. She just drove to the fucking place drunk. Now granted, as far as I can tell, they live 16 inches away because yeah. he drove home and yeah. drove back and he missed maybe one race. Maybe. And I'm like, maybe. okay, they live so, real close. <laughs> My my rating is I'm giving it a three because I'm I giving this fun. thing. I'm trying to find anything positive. Okay. To not give the zero. Okay. okay? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I see. really liked it. So I, Col- I, Coltrane, I didn't hate. And a matter of fact, he but he does kind of like oh. go. I like you, but I'm like that's kind of his job. He's not yeah, supposed, he's supposed to, to like, say yeah. don't don't place bets because I don't need a job. Okay. <laughs> he's like actually, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to remind you about something in the movie that's going to make you hate him now. Because okay. he looks at Richard Dreyfuss and is like, oh, he's a great man. Remember Zero Robin? stars. <laughs> is that your, that's your reason? I am not oh, kidding. Oh, wow. This movie is so this is, morally it, reprehensible. It took, it took only three episodes for us to have a major disagreement. Oh, morally <laughs> reprehensible every fucking character. I, I enjoyed it. Including Terry Garr. Including uh, Jennifer Tilly. So there's also another hot, hot s- rich chick yeah. who hits on him. They're like both playing footsie. I'm like, fuck! I hate this piece of so shit. So I, and and so I don't want to hang out with these people. I just it was kind of fun watching them, but that was just me. All right. Anyway, so I not want, for you. I, I want bad people to be punished. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Our next movie's hey, cast. Guess what? Bad people getting punished. <laughs> the movie. All right. So this is our next movie. So 
we probably saw some lighter stuff earlier. Of course, today. these people are much worse people. Oh my god! <laughs> so, Casualties of War. It's Brian De Palma. Um, stars Michael J. Fox, Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. It's based off a true incident. It has and, a bunch of other people who had never been in movies before, right? and all ended up being superstars. Yeah, and it's crazy. And, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's got John C. Riley's first movie. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Ving Rhames is in it. God, that's right. Ving Rhames is in there. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he's really good. They're yeah. All... Okay. <laughs> so, next. So, Brian <laughs> DePaul. So, Brian DePaul. Palma... happy about a movie. <laughs> Brian... Which is odd, because this movie is not a happy movie. Right. Brian <laughs> DePalma, he's one of my favorite filmmakers. I don't know how much you know about him, but I'm a huge, huge I've never Brian heard of him. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, so I'm a huge Brian DePaul fan. Like, I follow him, like, whatever. I haven't seen his first couple movies, but, um, but Sisters... Uh, Phantom of the Paradise, Carrie, um, mm-hmm. even something as insignificant as The Fury I like with Kirk Douglas. Weirdly, this might be the one of his movies that I've seen that I actually thought was the best movie. Oh, oh. Because I like Carrie. Carrie. But Dressed to Kill. Carrie, Carrie takes a while. Blow so Out. Like, Blow Out with John Travolta. Can Carrie kill people now? <laughs> <laughs> Blow Out with John Travolta is great. Scarface. Um, on, and the movie he did right before this was The Untouchables. Which is oh, fantastic. 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 So good. So good. I feel like that De Palma, when he decided to do this movie, he's he's on top of his game right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, he just he's coming off of Untouchables, which is probably the biggest hit of his career at this point. It was huge. It was a big summer movie in 1987, really big movie. And because a lot of his movies are more of a cult films, like Dressed to Kill, it was successful, but it's more of a cult movie. Um, Scarface was. Pretty much successful, but it's more it's it's bigger now than it was when it came out. Scarface has gone on to be like it's legendary, it's like a legendary, legendary yeah, movie right, right. Now, yeah. And it wasn't when it came out; it got pretty good reviews and it did pretty decent it's, box okay. office numbers. Okay, but it's a legend now. But yeah. yeah, so this movie, when you look back, when people talk about Brian De Palma's career, they don't really talk about this movie. Yeah, they should. It's they good, should. It's good I, absolutely, and I'm glad <laughs> we're talking really about it on good. the on the show. So. It's a his Vietnam movie, and at this point, nineteen eighty nine, Vietnam films were all the rage. Yes, it was platoon oh, one, boy, were they platoon, ever. Full Metal Jacket, and um, all these other like lo- like those were kind of the big ones. And then there was like Platoon Leader and Bat Twenty One, and all these other ones coming out. Yeah. Hamburger Hill. Um, oh God, Hamburger Hill. I yeah, I've never actually, I've never seen Hamburger Hill. <laughs> oh, so I'll travel through time. So, <laughs> um, so this one is based off a of true incident, like I said, and it was published in an article in the New Yorker in 1969. Um, yeah, it does say in the beginning this is based on some true things. Oh, I'm like, okay, how, how again as it's going along, I'm like, how true is this? Yeah, yeah, I, okay. I, yeah. Oh, here's the thing. Yeah, I have recently read an article about a thing in Vietnam that yeah. was actually an entire village that was destroyed by, oh. a, by, an, by a military like squad. Yeah. And they were just fucking destroyed and they went to prison and stuff. And I'm like, is that what this is? <laughs> Shit, this fucking dark. And I'm like, oh, this is a completely different tor- terrifying story. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Michael J. Fox plays a cherry or rookie, whatever. He's, you know, just in there for a few weeks or something. In three the beginning weeks. of this movie, Michael J. Fox, I'm like, I have to get through my Marty McFly stuff because he, he, He's a Marty. He's Marty McFly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it is hard to does. see him, even if he's doing a good job, which he is really good. He's movie. really good in this. But it is still but hard. In, in, it's in hard the to beginning it. of it, he's it's hard to shake things, it. and I'm like, oh, fuck! I it's gotta, hard to shake get it. Marty out of my fucking head. Okay. So the movie opens in, in Vietnam, and so he there's a firefight, and we'll go over more in details. I'll just do a little brief overview. There's a firefight, and Sean Penn plays his sergeant, and he saves him, you know, from being yes. killed. So then there's some things happen where they get ambushed and one of their mutual friends, a brownie, dies. Sean, this upset Sean Penn. 
this character. Oh, wh- what? Yeah. Really? One of your friends getting killed? That's yeah. you? Weird. Well, but Sean Penn is, so he's this hard ass sergeant that kind of has a lot of hatred, a lot of anger. He was probably a bully in high school. I guarantee you he was a bully in high school. And this, he's best served at just killing Vietnamese people because he's a, he's, 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 he's yes. a monster. VC. So, yeah. VC. Um, then what happens is they're, they have to go, um, oh, they're, they're going to go, I'm going to go into town to get laid, as Sean Penn says. Yeah. And the, the, the town. Of, when we get to some stuff, we'll, the, we'll the, talk about the, Sean Penn's the, the town, okay. the town uh, is shut down or whatever, Saigon or whatever they're going to. And because, oh, Charlie's getting laid. You know, that's not fair. You know, VC's in town getting laid. Now we can't. So they decide, or Sean Penn decides, like, hey, we're going to go on this mission. We have to go, whatever, go to this bridge. But on the way, we're going to go to this village and we're going to. Just a random village. We're going to go, yep. Obviously not a North Korean village. Right. Obviously South Korean village. (laughs) Not that it matters. Oh right, of yeah, all yeah. The stuff they do. Yeah, what, so, where she came from. Right. Okay. So they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna grab, they're gonna grab her, uh, this village, and they're going to have a little fun with her, as he says. So Michael J. Fox is like, uh, I don't want to do that. So he's like talking to some of his friends, going like, Hey, it's like, Oh, they, he's probably just joking around, right? Yeah, okay. Then there's a cast of characters that go along with them on this journey. So you got Michael J. Fox, Sean Penn. Then you got Clark, who's played by Don Patrick Harvey. Um, he's kind of just as crazy as Sean Penn, if not crazier. Sean Penn's probably smarter than this guy. <laughs> yeah. I would say he's smarter, well, yeah. but he's just as evil. Oh, that other guy is. He and is then fucking John garbage. C. Riley is just the guy that's just trying to fit in. And you feel like he just he's just going along to fit in. Yep. And he just, he he's a people pleaser. He's, he's, he kisses, newest. he's an ass kisser. I think he actively says he's like the newest. He's, yeah. But he's an ass kisser and he just wants to do, he just wants Sean Penn to like him, you know. And then John Leguizamo comes in and he's kind of the new addition replacing their friend that was killed, Brownie. Um, we find out later too that he also just wants to be accepted. So, yeah, um, which is yeah. unfortunate. Well, I think mostly he just didn't want to get shot. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. still. Well, Sean Penn's really frightening. So, yeah, what happens? They actually do go to the village and kidnap a girl, which uh, Michael J. Fox is like pretty upset about this and disturbed. And I'm like, this isn't right. I can't believe you're doing I mean, this. But the he's almost in shock is too. like, Oh yeah, look what we're doing. It's fucking amazing. I yeah. love it so much. And I'm like, and even John C. Riley is like, Hey, this is cool. You this know, is cool, man. Let's and, go. and but John like was almost like, Hey, I don't want to rape her. And like, will you back me up? And Michael J. Fox is like, yes, yeah. I will back you mm-hmm. up. You have to back me up too. Well, then when it gets to it, to the uh, when they're actually going to gang rape this prisoner, Michael J. Fox says no, and John Leguizamo uh, doesn't say anything. So he goes with it. So they, they put Michael J. Fox, who plays Erickson, and he, that's his name in the movie, and he goes, um, they make him guard and stand by while they rape this girl. Oh, yeah. Later on the next day, she's, she and throughout the whole, uh, this whole time, she's not, She's sick. She's, you know, yeah, she's, she's getting sicker and sicker. Right. And yeah. I think she was sick when they got her too, because he, her family was like coughing and stuff. Yeah. Too. Then they're, they're at the mission. They're doing the mission. And Clark is back at wherever they were at where they raped the girl. They're, she's, he's watching her and they're like, Hey, let's, let's, um, we need some more ammo and stuff and go, go and, you know, so they have Michael J. Fox go and get the stuff from, uh, Clark but Clark is like, hey, I want to go too. So Erickson, Michael J. Fox's character, is left alone with the girl. And he's having this dilemma about letting her go because he doesn't want 
to get killed, one, and he doesn't want to go AWOL or get a court martial, yeah, or anything right. like that. And he—that's the only reason he's hesitant. He's right. like, I'm, if I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be deserted. Yeah, I'm going to be a goddamn deserter. He said, yeah. But he starts still doing it. Then he starts doing it, but then he gets caught, and I'm like, nope, you got to come with us. Well, then what ends up happening, and is they're like, you know what? She's making too much noise, coughing, so waste her. No one wants to waste her, but if Clark ends up stabbing her. Yeah. Not killing her, and it's it's pretty disturbing. And then she oh, gets they up. Show it. They just like see like a, she see a shadow of it in the background. Yeah, and it's fucking. And disturbing. then you and then and, and then she stabbed, and she still stands up. And then they all shoot her except for Michael J. Fox. Well, okay, that was her. a weird scene yeah. because she's standing between them and or shoot him. I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not a, bullets will hit you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts shooting her, and I'm like, is everybody gonna die right now? What's yeah. going on? Oh no! Then then the camera changes yeah. angle, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, she's yeah. standing. Yeah, slightly yep, 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 and I'm yep. like, uh, they maybe could have done so, something better. So that's the first. Like everybody's going to shoot each that's other. That's the first two thirds <laughs> of the movie. This, the last third of the movie is Michael J. Fox trying to get someone to listen to him about what happened. Yes, and and also death threats. And there's even a, an attempt on his life by Clark. Yes, um, with the grenade and the yeah, tree. That's one of the weird. Yeah, maybe I'm like uh, this is not <laughs> because it was like oh it turned this into a weird action flick where he sees a grenade dives out the window right 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 like, right okay, whatever so <laughs> um and then it, so it ends up and then it ends up with them being tried and 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 stuff and it's the movie's bookended by um on this kind of like a subway or train or whatever and um. Michael J. Fox is like, and this is obviously he's back from the war, but it's in the seventies sometime because you see um, the newspaper says like Nixon being indicted or whatever like that and or resigning. Yeah, I don't know. So it's it in the seventies somewhere around the you know early seventies, and um, Michael J. Fox wakes up from what appears to be a nightmare and he sees this Vietnamese woman who looks. She saw her right in the beginning too. Yeah, like well, that's what I mean in the beginning of the yeah. movie. It's a bookend, yeah. and he sees her and then he goes back to sleep. But then at the end of the movie, he like wakes up and he's like. She forgot. She forgets her scarf. Like a scarf or something. And he's like, "Hey, could you?" She, I mean, he runs out. Oh man, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Do I remind you of someone?" Because he says something. Yeah, that was also to her. like, "What? Nobody says that." Yeah. Oh, do I? Oh, do I have? And that was. And I looked it up. Obvious that, Vietnam soldier. And I looked it up. That is the same actor. <laughs> I was later. wondering. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. So okay. All right. So I'm my, like, am I just a bad person because I think they look like? So that's the movie. So i luckily same person. So I'm not quite right. a bad. Now you've never seen it. Now you've never seen it. So no. I've seen this movie many times. Oh. It's probably been 15 years since I've seen it. When I was like going to film school and stuff, I was really into Brian De Palma. So I I've seen this movie like at least a dozen times. So I I know a lot. I I can quote a lot of the movies and stuff. And uh, and I love this movie. I think it's really good. And I was wondering if it was still going to be good. And I and I still think it holds up really well. I what I love about Brian De Palma is that he is one of the most visually interesting filmmakers ever, like ever in history, in film history. Like he's so good. He does a lot of long takes. He does a lot of weird things. Like in the beginning of the movie, when Michael J. Fox is like walking around in the, in the jungle, and a mortar goes off, and then he slips and he falls into like the tunnel, no, like in one of the VC tunnels. Yeah. yeah, and the camera they mentioned like earlier yeah. too that they think is there a tunnel under us, and the camera pans down. Oh yeah, it's great, and you see the tunnel and all the people like an ant colony, right? Yeah, and it's it's so cool, and the movie's loaded with stuff like that. Even the scene that that you said that didn't need to be in the movie when um they put the grenade in the latrine 
it's point of it's a point of view shot from Clark, so it's just like yeah. like he's talking. I love that he he was the it's, same I, technique the, with that's the, the problem. Some of the weird stuff with that scene is yeah. like, he's like got his lighter and he's doing this thing. Yeah, and I'm like he's never done anything like before in the entire fucking movie. It's what are you talking movie, about? It's it's just uh, movies. It's, it's Brian yeah, no, Palma manipulating the audience. It's like you know, yeah. you know. But I'm like see it. I'm yeah, like yeah. okay, what's that gonna do? Because that's never happened before in this movie. It seems like you know make it happen earlier in the movie. Yeah, so yeah, no natural. I see that. Across the board, I think the filmmaking is fantastic. The cinematography is terrific. I love Ennio Morricone did the music. I mean, we know him from The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. He also did the music for The Untouchables. It, the music is great. There's a lot of pan flutes. Um, really powerful, especially the scene when she gets up after being stabbed. Oh, and yeah. walking on the train. Like, the music is playing, and it's, it's a heartbreaking it's, scene. It's, it's so it's, good. It's 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 phenomenal. Yeah. It it Okay, I guess I... Only want to talk about things I have problems with. <laughs> okay, Sean Penn's weird accent is terrible. Okay? Oh, I, I actually liked him a lot. It's like but... I mean, he's really good in it. No, I think but it's his fine. voice is like is oh, he, he a fucking cartoon character. This is terrible. So okay, okay. so <laughs> Brian De Palma is the one thing that people can't accuse Brian De Palma of is subtle. He's not. He's not a subtle director. This movie doesn't he's, have to be subtle. He's yeah. grandiose. And that's why I think within the universe of this Brian De Palma Vietnam movie, I think Sean Penn's performance works for me. Okay. And because I mean, he, it doesn't not work. I just right, have right. to comment that every, it didn't happen like every time he talked. Yeah. But periodically, he well, say something and I'm like, I actually Ugh. love him a lot in this movie. Ugh, and it's just, voice. like, he's so despicable. And I, like, I hate, obviously I hate his character, but as, as like someone that's performed and acted before, it would be, it would be fun to play something like this. Like, that was easy. That was motherfucking easy. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the scene when, one of my favorites is the, the scene of the movie when he's trying to convince everyone to go. And he's like, you're taking your turn in there. And he's just like, oh, you're taking a stance with me? Well, he's got a weapon. I got a weapon. Clock got a weapon. Clock got a knife. Austin, like, Austin, 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 you trying to do the voice isn't convincing me. The voice isn't terrible. Oh, I think it's okay. funny. He is just, oh, just Sean great. Penn's better at the voice than you are. Oh, no, no, it is. Okay. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I, uh, but no, I, I, his performance is really good in the movie. And I think Michael J. Fox is terrific. John C. Riley's really good. Oh, yeah. Everybody in this movie is phenomenal. Ving Rhames plays um, their lieutenant, and uh, he kind of wants to wipe this under the rug, too. Yes. He has a great monologue when he talks about being bored, and he's like, I popped my head out, and I, shit, I says. And it's such a yeah, great yeah, monologue. No, yeah, he's it's, great. It's, it's the, everybody in the movie is phenomenal. Dale Dye, who was an actual soldier, he's in the movie playing the captain, and he's the guy towards the end of the movie when he... Yeah, um, he's Ving Rhames superior that he talks to and he's got like the white hair. He's in all the military movies and he's yeah. like, are you on my frequency soldier? And he's like, come on, he's 20 goddamn years old. You know, he's yeah, good. I don't want to ruin that kid's life because yeah. of the horrible murder and right. rape he committed. You know, right. I do want to ruin his life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing is, is when people talk about this movie, they talk about Michael J. Fox or Sean Penn or whatever. One, I, I really, and I can't pronounce her name, but Thai Thu Lee is phenomenal in this oh, movie. And so I don't think she gets talked enough about when people talk about this movie. She she's is so really, good in this movie. I'm like, I'm like, God, how could she, you she's perform? She's so legitimately, absolutely terrified. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, is she good in this movie? She's very she's good. And, and I don't think she gets... the end when she plays the... the, the... Oh, she's fine. Well, I mean, she, her okay. voice was dubbed by Amy Irving. 
Oh, for that end. Yeah. She doesn't speak English. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. Because that whole thing, do I, do I remind you of somebody? I'm like, nobody would fucking say that at this point. Yeah. They would take yeah. it away from you, fucking creepy stalker. <laughs> but, but yeah, she's so good in the movie. And I think people just, because she's so convincing that you don't, you almost take her for granted. Yes, but she's so good. Like you're right. You know, something she should I, have been nominated for this movie. Like, she, she should was have been. Because so I am like, you're right. Because until you like yeah. said that, I'm like, you know, I hadn't thought about. But you're right. She is yeah phenomenally good in this movie. Yeah, and the rape scene. I mean, it's it's brutal. They they show it. It's brutal. It's, it's, it's really I hard mean, to watch. Yeah, it's not an easy film to watch. This it's is not, definitely not a light film. Does, but this movie is yes. It's but De Palma, I think, dark. handles it really well. Oh. I mean, obviously, he's. He's making it grandiose, and he's just like it's throwing it in your face because that's what the Palma does. I could see people going like, "Ah, it's a little too much," but I didn't mind that. I well, like well, that. Like I said before, though, I went to this. I had no idea. You had oh. mentioned last time something about it being the follow-up to Untouchables. Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't know what that meant. Is it, <laughs> is it like a sequel to Untouchables well, it's not a, or something? No, well, Untouchables is fun. This is not a fun movie. It's, yes, <laughs> it's not. It's not. But. I so literally it starts out. I'm like, oh, Vietnam. I didn't know anything about this. Oh, movie. you didn't even know it was a Vietnam. I movie. didn't okay. know any. I didn't know Michael J. Fox was in this I think, movie. I didn't know Sean Penn was in this I movie. I think because okay. um, when people talk about the Vietnam movies from the '80s, they talk about Platoon and Full Metal Jacket. I think they should easily talk about. Captain oh, Peace I of think War. this is up there because I think it's that good. I think it's. Good. I think so for me, and I'm probably going higher than you, but I it's four out of four for me. Like I love this movie. I've always liked I'm it. I give think it's it a. Three and a three half, and a half yeah. because of some of my weirdness yep. of like that grenade scene was just like <laughs> it, they don't they don't punish him for that the that horrible scene, yeah. that attempted murder which I'm like oh. first of all I don't think that happened no 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 because I think you don't have the tree no. blow up no. and then he like goes into no. the, the building next no, door so and starts obviously people, things like, were changed I think for that film. explosion that happened ten yeah. feet away would have distracted people yeah. okay. Now, I did like that confrontation right after that when, when, oh, uh, oh, yeah. when I, he takes the shovel to Clark. I'm and very then happy. Throws, so I watched some uh, interviews with Brian De Palma. And uh, I've, there's a documentary called De Palma. And he goes movie by movie about his movies. After I watched Casualties of War, I went and rewatched the Casualties of War section. Because I wanted to see if I, if I re- could talk about anything. And there's a couple of interesting things. So Sean Penn isolated himself from Michael J. Fox. So they would have tension on the set. He oh. never talked to him on oh, the set. Wow. And in fact, at one point, Michael J. Fox was having a hard time when he confronts them and when he hits Clark with the shovel. He Michael J. Fox was having a hard time. He couldn't get angry enough. Sean Penn literally shoved him and then they filmed it. Like he shoved him and then he got back up and then they shot the Sean scene. Sean Penn helped, helped his method. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then also at the, at the end of the movie... One of the last things is after Sean Penn gets sentenced, which he gets one of the least sentences in the movie. Yeah, which is I think it's like because he's a war hero or something. Probably he, it's it's because I can't remember. He Clark got he, the most. He got the stabbing. Yeah, so he got the most. Although I will admit, I looked up stuff after this. Uh, none of that shit. No, right, right. They right. all got out like a couple years later. Oh, it's, that's terrible. It's yeah, awful. that makes it yeah, not does not really, surprise me. It's like at the end of the movie, I'm like, this movie was phenomenal. But, and I looked up stuff and I'm like. This makes me matter. But okay. when so when Sean Penn when he um when Sean Penn passes Michael J. Fox, he whispers something yeah. into his Any ear. Yeah, do you know what it is? Yep, he said television actor. 
What? He said because he was trying to get a reaction out of Michael back J. To Fox. The future. Fuck you. It's better than all your shitty ass movies. So it was great. <laughs> and then Brian De Palma says that, and then Brian De Palma laughs in the documentary, and he's like, "Oh, good old Sean." <laughs> you know, it's just like, "Oh, surprising, Sean Penn, <laughs> kind of a piece of shit, okay? yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of a jerk." So, but he's a method actor, and so it made yes. sense that that they yes, did that. Yes, but movie. method, you don't mention the fact that you're currently acting, then, okay? You can call him Pretty Boy Floyd or something. Say, like, hey, Pretty Boy. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I think this movie is just, it's it's a phenomenal film. And I think Television it's... Television actor. It's, okay, well, that's fucking funny as fuck. <laughs> funny. I think it's funny. That's, that's funny as fuck. And he worked with Sean Penn later, Um, uh, not Michael J. Fox, but Brian De Palma did in Carlito's Way with Al Pacino. Okay. Uh, which is another great movie. So yeah, I think this is one of Brian... Because usually, even myself, when I talk about Brian De Palma's films, I'm talking about Blowout or Scarface or Untouchables. And I don't say this one enough. And after watching it again, I'm like, I got to start talking about this movie this more because it's this so good. It's, yes. It's, it's, this, it's okay. Awesome. Of the movies we've watched for other podcasts yeah. so far, miles above the other one. I think it's the best. Yeah. It's like, this is the, I mean, this and we watched some, okay, we watched some pretty damn good no, movies. No, there's some good movies. Yeah. But no. This well, is like Odd Couple is fantastic. Odd Couple is yeah. fantastic. I'm but still no. giving this three and a half because I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. I, I love this movie. So anyways. We now we go to the drive-in. So we went to the drive-in. Yes. Luckily, there was a period of time between the end of that movie and yeah, the we next get to movie, the which is a much oh like I don't because well, because if you we, literally well, watch that and then ten minutes later you want to watch Honey to Truck the Kids, so oh, you're never gonna be happy. So again. Casualties okay? of War, we're like <laughs> we gotta see something. So we see this double bill Honey has Shrunk the Kids and Turner and Hooch. So yes. some light, rather light fare um, in the movie. So Honey has Shrunk the Kids, obviously, um, big summer blockbuster that came out. 1989, um, directed by Joe Johnston, who went yes. on to direct Rocketeer. He did Hidalgo hey. with Viggy, Viggo Mortensen. Jurassic Park 3 he directed. Jumanji. Did you just say Jumanji? Jumanji, sorry. What a fucking <laughs> throttle you. Jumanji. The Wolfman, which really wasn't his fault because he kind of took it over from another director. Well, Wolfman tried stuff. Right, so but I, he I'll wasn't the that. first it director did. either. He oh, got, really? No, oh, okay. it, was, it had production What the fuck problems. is not safe for work? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's, oh, Jesus. Unrated? Apparently it's some thriller. Maximum, okay, okay. Uh, well, if we ever travel to 2014, which we probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going, no, no. That, that would, that's like yesterday for me. It's yeah, like, like, but anyways, yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's um big summer movie. I saw it in the theater, probably opening weekend. Um, It was, it's, it's, uh... It's one of those. I uh, guarantee I saw this as early as I. You know what's interesting? I this movie did pretty well in the theater. It opened the same day as Batman. Like I can't believe that this movie did as well as it did. Wow, a movie that they they made sequels of came out that day. Wow, I mean, looking at the numbers on here, it only had a budget of eighteen but eighteen million. Yeah, which. I don't know what Batman's budget is, but it's much higher than that. Oh, it was, it was, well, it was but probably it like, made, yeah. it made well over 10 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it, it did. It did very solid. well, yeah. It did very solid. So Rick Moranis, and and most people, I'm going to say most people listening to this podcast probably have seen it or at least heard of this well, movie. Well, I don't depends. Know. We might end up with some weird podcasts. <laughs> weird Gen Z. I'm not going to go see uh, Disney's. I mean, maybe yeah. my niece will listen. She's probably never seen it. Actually, uh, she has. She probably has Disney+. Plus. She probably saw it. Oh, maybe. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, so before um, we talk about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, it actually came with a had a short cartoon short beforehand, which was oh, yes. Roger the, Rabbit the secret seventh film. Roger <laughs> Roger Rabbit in Tummy Trouble. It's a nine minute short, yes, it is. and it, it's um you know based off Who Framed Roger Rabbit because Who Framed Roger Rabbit the original movie starts off with 
a cartoon short and then it reveals that oh it's this big world i honestly believe the first minute of this short is identical to the <laughs> kind Rabbit of one. It yeah might because be what well, starts thing. with uh yeah so tummy trouble starts with roger rabbit babysitting baby herman and you know the mom's just like oh i'm gonna send oh, you to the science yep. lab yeah, you know whatever oh, the thing they when they made these things yeah. they went all in on that animation. The animation oh, is it's so, so great. fucking yeah. phenomenal. The well, women's feet are so freaking What's interesting because it, it, <laughs> well, it's, weird, it's that weird, rounded weird, animation. Like, stubby feet thing. It's that rounded animation that the early 1940s Tom and Jerry cartoons. Yes. Oh, like. yes. They, they, not like, they, not they like the 60s, 50s ones, but yep. like the early 40s. Yep. And it looks so good and they do such a good job. But also they put a modern twist on the animation too. So it's like a mix of, yeah. of the modern animation but also the rounded... This is before... The Disney animation, or right about when Little Mermaid came out, was this, that '88 maybe? I, it was going to come out in three months later. Oh, okay. So uh, this is so, right when it was about to happen. Because okay. Disney at this point, their animated films were eh, like they were good, but they weren't doing well. They like they Fox were, and the Hound was a flop. Yeah, great, great mouse detective didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Oliver and Company didn't do a whole I mean, lot. I don't. I think well, I think Black I saw Cauldron great. was mouse a flop. Was the only one I those I might have ever ever seen. You never see Fox and the Hound, so good. We're going back in time. All right, 81. I mean, I'll, I don't have to travel through time to see all my movies. <laughs> that's okay. true. That's true. <laughs> the, but um, Baby Herman swallows a rattle. So the hospital, they go to the hospital, um, and there's just hijinks of it's Roger just Rabbit. Just, I think that's literally anything. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. The hijinks, the, ra- the rattle ends yeah, up yeah, in yeah. Roger, and ends up back in Herman, and ends yeah, up yeah. back in Roger, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's a yeah, and there's thing. just crazy. And there's okay. a, a cameo. Droopy, Droopy has got a cameo as the elevator attendant, which he was yes. in also the Hooper Jen- Rabbit. Jennifer Rabbit. Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit, yep. Jessica Rabbit shows up yep. without a speaking role, but then she, she stops at the end of the She end, talks, right? but it's not. I don't think it's canon. But it's not canon to the story of the short. So it's. You know, it's fun. I like it. It's a it's a fun cartoon. I laughed. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's I, fun. We, we, oh, I mean, it didn't hurt that we had seen Casualties of War. Oh, this I, was perfect. Oh, right after, so that. happy. <laughs> oh my God, Roger Rabbit's gonna make me so not wanna not wanna cry yeah. anymore. No, so it's Tummy Trouble. It's Roger Rabbit. It's awesome. It's good. Yes, it's, it's, it was it was blast. You know, it's, I, the animation's Disney, great. If you have Disney Plus. Watch the shit out of it. Yeah, it's if you really have kids, good. You know, put all. It's only like three of them. There's three of them. Three that's shorts weird. on there. Uh, Roller coaster rabbit, which was for Dick, before Dick Tracy and Trill mix up, which I think was before Far Off Place. Don't quote this me is on well it. after they were doing anime shorts before stuff, and I think they yeah. literally people were like, "Huh?" Because they hadn't. They haven't done it in a while. Yeah. The younger generation at that time didn't know, didn't expect it. Yeah. No, it's good. So, and they really advertise it. It's on, it was on the poster. It says "Tummy Trouble." Like oh, yeah, it, was, it was right there on there. Yeah, cool. it was right on there. They didn't do that with Dick Tracy or Far Off Place. There, it was that just there. is odd though. But they were advertising this. One's this. the most kid friendly of those well, movies. Well, and <laughs> also this came out less than a year. Look at that poster though. Yeah, that poster. The poster's really great. Cool. So the poster is, and if you have a computer buy or something, Google it. Um, it's the Rick Moranis is facing like the dog. Posters, so right. There's at least one of them. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the original theatrical poster. And it's Rick Moranis and the dog and his dog looking at each other. And the kids are are crossing nose to nose Yes, onto uh, from the dog onto Rick Moranis. The kids the in yeah. that poster are significantly larger than they are in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, they are tiny. In They're that movie. tiny. Like, they are so like a, fucking tiny. Like a fingernail, probably. Uh, like a lot smaller than that, I probably. I think they might be small. Yeah. They're literally hard. They have to use magnifying glasses to even see what's yeah. going on when they finally catch them. So this one's easy to talk about. Rick Moranis plays um, Wayne Selinski. He plays Rick Moranis. Yeah, he's Rick Moranis. <laughs> he's, and he's a scientist, and he's an inventor. And in fact, a lot of the inventions reminded me of the inventor in a... 
and gremlins you know gremlins had all the crazy inventions oh yeah so it kind of reminded me of that like a family they got, they got the lawnmower it's, it's got a doc brown they, thing going too right right he has the shrinking machine that he's working on but he keeps on blowing up apples um he has some kids that run in with his neighbors and one of the neighbors like hits a baseball into their house and hits the machine and the machine starts working it, it like blocks the laser on the machine yeah and like then why is there a laser on the machine? That's oh, right. Whatever. Anyway, this is not a movie to analyze. No, okay? they no. literally get shrunk down to minuscule size. And, and so have a the kids go out there to the get the ball, okay. and the four kids. So there's Rick Moranis has two kids, um, a little nerdy kid. Yeah, and probably the like youngest one, probably like four. nine or whatever. Probably eight I, or nine. I would say he's almost certainly the youngest of the four. Yeah, he is. He's probably the teenager. Yep, yep. She's probably like sixteen, probably yeah. 15, 16. And then um, there's the neighbor kids, and the neighbor is played by. Um, Matt Fewer, Fruer. I don't know. We have this internet page right here. Fruer, yeah. And he was, and he's known for being Max Headroom. Yes. Well, and, and yeah. So he's they're good in the movie as a piece of garbage. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so he has two kids too, and they're probably more like twelve and like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, they think they mentioned that he's twelve. Okay, I can't tell. So, kids ages. and Jared okay. Rushton is one of the kids, and Jared Rushton was um, Tom Hanks' best friend in Big. That's where he's from. Yeah. God damn it. Jared I should have. I knew it. I knew it. And he was somewhere. also a kid in one of the kids, Kurt Russell's kids in Overboard. Okay. I haven't seen that in forever. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Big like last year. So yeah. And that's so, where I knew it. So anyways, uh, they get shrunk. They, they're they up there and wait, Rick Moranis comes back and he like destroys his machine or like starts hitting it and stuff. Yeah. He but then he, to, he doesn't seem to work destroying it very hard. And he sweeps up, he fine. sweeps up the, the kids into the garbage and puts them out in the yard. So now they're trying to get back to the house. So it's like a long journey, but since it's, you know, it's a whole yard away, it's like, they say three miles, but it's probably more like 10 miles or something. They have to run, walk. They, well, yeah. They're they, trying to they, figure they, it out. They, they, they give us some numbers, but he also actively says, we're about a quarter inch tall on you guys. I'm like, you guys are like a millimeter tall. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. are so tiny. Yeah, they're okay. not. I don't think they're half an inch. So, so they run into a bunch of stuff like um, there's butterflies and there's bees and there's an ant that they befriend and there's a scorpion and then they just try to make it back to the house so Rick Moranis can unshrink them and that's the premise the, in a nutshell. The premise Correct. of the film. The 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 oldest two of the kids fall in love. Oh yeah, there's a little subplot there with that. Oh yep. yeah, they get picked yep. on by the other ones. Yep. Yeah, and then there's some weird thing with you know Matt Frewer, and they're talking about him. He wants to go. He's they're trying to go camping, and then his friend comes, and that was weird. Yes, they're going to go camping and fishing. Fishing, yeah. But then he brings so much stuff, and he's yeah. It's like camping is involved. <laughs> so and by camping, I mean they have a Winnebago. That's just fucking cheating. When I saw okay, this, it's just a tiny I, house you drive around well, in. Okay. I've probably seen this movie. You know, when it first came out, I probably watched it a lot. In the first year or two, it came out because I rented it and my we you know my little sister. So I've probably seen it probably like ten or 15, 10 to fifteen times within like the first two years. This came. I out. probably saw it. I saw it once in the I theater, saw it maybe twice in the nineties yeah. or so. I probably saw it that many times. But I think we both while watching this were like, uh, so I don't remember that. I, I remember haven't that seen all. this. Uh, it's it's, it's so been at least twenty recognize. years since I probably seen this movie. Yeah, uh, we both had. I had vivid memories that all four of them got shrunk at the same time. They didn't. They do not get shrunk at the same no, time. No, it was two I'm and like, two. Yeah, I remember them all getting shrunk at the same time. Um, but also, they all do go. They all get embiggened at the same time. So, I guess that's just. You can see that in your head. You so I was, yeah, I was just going to see how this holds up. 
it holds up mostly pretty well. Um, well, I think the best part about the movie, and I think you'll agree with me, is the sets are fantastic. Oh, the sets are so, so cool. They're really cool. They literally like, just looks the like way they do, so much fun to be Like in the yard, and then they have the tree, the, the, the grass, and they have like, there's like slides. Yeah, and, they're sliding down on blades and of glass. And when, yeah. when they're getting swept up, and just the bristles, like they had to build all that stuff with the bristles oh, of, the, yeah. of the broom. It was and, like, so cool. It looks really neat. They and, jumped on the dog, yeah. and they had to grab the dog's hairs. And yeah. I'm like, and then okay. obviously when he's in the cereal and he's you know with the Cheerios yeah. he's in there. Yep. It's he's in he's in a thing and there's a bunch of Cheerios. And yeah, I'm like, they had to build that, all that, that stuff. Little, it's, it looks like he's in a thing of Cheerios. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, some of the like the green screen or blue screen doesn't you know obviously yeah. when they're riding on the bee there's like okay there's, you know, there's periodically where there are like stop motion humans. Oh but yeah, freaks but. The ant seconds. is cool, and the yeah, ant battle fine. with the with the yep, thing's cool. And, the, and when the scorpion the comes scorpion and starts attacking, scary. attacking, and when that, they're hitting the in the Lego piece, yeah, which they had to build that too. So yeah, I think like, it, I'm like this. So place. I thought that all that stuff was great. The movie also opens with an animated sequence that I didn't remember. Oh yeah, the and opening credits were animated. It's an animated like, sequence. Oh, I had no, we throw so much stuff I didn't remember in this and movie. The music is by James Horner, but it sounds a lot like Danny Elfman when he's like making like the, when they're showing uh, Rick Moranis for the first time, like doing his inventing stuff. The music they play sounds a lot like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like do 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 do. Because this was, we were in a drive-in yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah, we talked plenty during this movie. Oh yeah, we did because we were alone. <laughs> we okay? sure did talk okay, during the movie. We talked yeah. plenty. Um, I, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, I recognize that. I would not have like Thought immediately that, yeah. on it immediately like you did. Right, right. That was interesting. But you know what's funny? Now I disagree with this, but uh, I think it was Gene Siskel, but it could have been another critic, said on one of their shows, not really relating to this movie, but he says any movie. That starts with an animated sequence is gonna be terrible. Like he said, he always said that. What? Yeah. So there's other he said ones. That. There are. I kind of uh, started it's with a Mad, 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 Mad yep, World. Mad World, fine. and then obviously if you got three and a half hours to kill. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like that movie. But, yeah, it's, it's good. And then uh, the Pink Panther movies, obviously. Did that yeah. With but there was a lot of movies, Weird. and they did this a lot. I would say from the late '80s to the early '90s, if like the movie Madhouse with John Larroquette. Larroquette and Christy Alley from 1990. Yeah. That has an animated opening sequence. That movie's terrible. You I know, think it's Stay like, Tuned yeah, has Stay an tuned. animated sequence. I actually kind of like Stay Tuned. I don't actually. completely hate it, but I'm pretty sure um, I'll watch it again and I'd be like, yeah. I'd have to be in the perfect mood to right. not go like, Ugh. So, <laughs> what works in this movie are the effects and the adventure aspect of the film. Yes. For me, the comedy didn't hold up as much. Uh, there's some, it's not, there's some, there's some, there's terrible. some groaners and clunkers. The weird What's that, stuff that I, I thought I didn't was, even think it was that funny though. The whole no, movie in general is not that it was funny. Very targeted at children. Funny. Well, then they had that the, whole French, the French, yeah, the French like thing, French class. It when she, ends with that. I'm like, uh, that was, no, that was can, not a good ending. Get rid of the first 10, the last 10 seconds of this movie. Cause it was really yeah. shitty. Well, okay. And some, some of the more interesting yeah, things. Yeah. Okay. There are a sh- ton of Chekhovs in this, okay? Okay. There's the Chekhovs, um, uh, the lawnmower. Yeah. There's the the cat, but not really. Mm-hmm. The cat is there, but it ne- the cat never does anything to him. Yeah. Periodically, you think it's going to. Yep. Then it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. But yeah, and I, I found, I'm like, oh, that's cool that you keep thinking it's going to happen, and then it has no bearing on the movie. No. It might show up in the third one. 
For all we know, the cat could eat them all. So and they all uh, shrink themselves. The thing that actually surprised me when I was watching it again was because when you think of the movie, the first person I think of is Rick Moranis. Yes, he back in like he did Ghostbusters. He's his character is so funny. Spaceballs, Little Shop of Horrors. He doesn't do a whole lot that's no, really well, funny in this movie. It's not about him, though. It is. It's about but, the Trunken Kids. But it's all advertised there. as a Rick Moranis movie. Some of, some of the funny, some of the stuff that is funny involves him. Yeah. Like the apparatus where they're hanging. Yeah, where they're hanging there trying not to touch it. That, stuff. that, the, that, that stuff's funny. The funniest that part could be me, anybody, though. That the funniest part for me was when he was climbing the fence and he's trying not to. Oh, yeah. You know. And trying to, he doesn't want to step on the kids once he realizes that they could be in the yard. Yes. When it wasn't doing the adventure stuff, I was just kind of like, it's okay. It's an okay yeah. But movie. the adventure stuff is what the movie is about. Yes. And that stuff's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. The, so The neighbors, I mean, they have to get to an hour and a half. Okay? Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt Frewer in this movie, his delivery, so this is before. He's really good. You don't want, no, you know, who, did he remind you of anyone? Because he reminded me of someone. He reminded me of the... The way he the, delivers the, the, the his lines. he played in Star Trek Next Generation. The way he talked, <laughs> he reminded me of Jim Carrey. He talked like Jim Carrey. He does. I and mean, this he, is before Jim Carrey was Jim he, Carrey. He this was an 89. Was Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey. Got. Like, I could totally see Jim Carrey in this part, in this character. Good, good. Know? I mean, he had to be 10 years older at the time. You know. Because he wasn't When he was just like, you know, when, when he was doing that, when he was like, you know, the Russell, you know, the way he was like doing his lines. And I'm like, I'm getting a Jim Carrey kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. I, I guess, I mean, I just like Rick Moranis. He was, he, was, he wasn't very Rick Moranis-y in it. No, he was just kind of, it right. could have been anybody. It could have really. been anybody. Where in like Ghostbusters, well, I mean, that, that couldn't oh, have been anybody. That had to have been Rick yeah. Moranis. Dark Helmet, that had to have been Rick, Rick Moranis. Moranis yes. Here, this could have been this, anybody. This, he's just playing the dad. Yeah. I'm the dad. Yeah. It was in a, the beginning of it. It's kind of a thing. There's a role. little Rick Moranis-y stuff where he's like trying to right. do the invention yeah. shit. And then he makes his yeah. presentation. Yeah. But not even that is super rich. No, crazy. no. The but kids not, are pretty we, good. He's not the actual star of the movie, though. No, no. The kids the are the, the kids are pretty good. The, story. the kids, yeah. The kids are pretty good. Um, we were talking about the kid that played um the older kid Russell. Yeah, he is Thomas Wilson Brown. He had some weird. Hey, he's just weird looking. But in the beginning, maybe with some weird lighting, because after a while, I'm like, maybe I just got used to him. But it seemed like is that good? He was that... 17 or 16 in the movie, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. And in the beginning of it, I'm like, if that guy had a, like a really dark life, because he seemed really. Maybe he was just good because he was supposed to be sad. Yeah. Maybe he was just good because he was supposed to be sad in the beginning. By the end, he's not sad because no. he's got a hot girlfriend. But he's okay. weird. He looked like he was wearing <laughs> eyeliner, and he had the weird Kurt Russell tangoed cash hair. So we yeah. About that yeah oh god that hair was he had the most 80s hair and Absolutely. the movie is full of 80s hair and right. that guy's got the most feathered right. hairdo ever that was okay. funny because he gets really dirty in the movie but he already looked dirty even before yeah. they, they, all got, they all get dirty they all get dirty in the film but yeah there's um legitimate cool adventure scenes with when it wasn't doing that stuff it was just kind of a generic almost a tv movie a little bit I got a TV movie vibe from the non-adventure scene. Yes, yes. Um, but the adventure which, scene is with the kids. And right. I'm like, if I was a kid, which at the time I was 21, I still watch it. And I like yeah, to yeah, find, yeah, yeah. If I was 12, that would have been one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. And I wouldn't even remember that there were adults in the movie. Because that's, yeah, like, I remember, that's, what, that's what it's like when you're 12. I remember liking it. Like, I, I mean, I didn't think it was, it was never one of yeah, my favorite movies. But I'm like, 12. I was 13. <laughs> yeah. I was 13. And uh, I was, I, I you know, I thought, yeah, this is fun. I like this movie. And of course, they had the sequels on the I blew up the kid. 
Yes. And um, uh, made Where for video, Honey Eye. Yeah. In that one, and yep. the kid gets huge. I remember <laughs> liking that, but I don't know if what I think I of it now. I don't remember anything about it. And then Honey It's, it's going to be just like this. There's yeah. going to be the, the yeah. stuff with the other yeah. people, and then there'll be a giant toddler wandering around. That's all you're here for. Okay? Honey, <laughs> honey, we shrunk ourselves. I've never seen that as a made for video. No, I've never seen it. Yeah, never seen it either. It's not, it, they're it, all Disney Plus. Being it's made so. for video in the 90s, is it even widescreen? No, I don't. It it's might probably not be. three by four. It might be, yeah. And and I don't know if I'm being too harsh, but and so I don't hate this movie at all. And it was it's certainly watchable, and I love the sets. I was just a little disappointed that it the comedy portion of it didn't hold up for me. Yeah. So I'm I give it a, a, a it's solid two and a half. I can still recommend the movie with reservations, but okay. I'm going to give it a two and a half out I, of four. Two and a half sounds sounds like what I would give it to. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, I guess if I think of it. As if I was when I was twelve. Oh, I'd give it a solid three. Yeah, for sure. And I, think, I would love. I think I did when I was a kid. I think when I was that a kid, I would I did. remember and yeah. think about because yeah. I wouldn't give a shit about the rest of the. Yeah, because when I was a kid, I think I did give it a three. The stupid neighbors and stuff. I wouldn't have cared about that. Yeah, I'm like, no. who cares? Well, they get shrunk another and another and the thing. Right. I would have looked in my backyard, which, by the okay, one weird thing about this movie, <laughs> that backyard does not need to be mowed. Oh, oh here's right. plot point. Oh, the boy got to mow that backyard. And I'm like, that's fucking AstroTurf. It's fully mowed. Okay. It looks pretty mowed. And so, and I know that because look any different my, my dad keeps his <laughs> lawn long. Oh, so the okay. grass is long. So I'm like, that is not. It was, I think it was. It, it's just a plot. It doesn't device. look like it needs to be mowed. Now, granted, when the mowing does happen, because there's a lawnmower and they yeah. almost die. Blah, that's, blah, blah. A, that's a neat sequence. That's yeah. neat. It's neat. Yeah. It's neat as fuck, yeah. One of the inventions, which apparently this invention was made by the kid. Oh, the remote control using, lawnmower, yeah. just using the invention right. his dad made. I don't know. But, but uh, yes. So, honey, I shrunk the kids. It was it was it was a nice little breezy thing to watch after Casualties of War. So yeah, I mean that <laughs> might be. I, 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 I tummy trouble is probably better than the movie, but I, I like tummy trouble better. I mean, it doesn't hurt that t- that we saw those after yeah. Casualties of yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we saw everything, and the last time was Casualties of War. I'm like, yeah. I would be so sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We come, we come back, we come back home from our time machine, like all crying. Can we just watch some fluff? Okay, let's watch. And we, and we did. And speaking of fluff, our last movie is Turner yes. and Hooch. Turner and Hooch, also of course eighty nine, directed by Roger Spottiswood. So, oh, look, there's the poster. Look at that. Yeah, that poster's awesome. <laughs> so it's it's Tom Hanks just, just, team just with Hooch, the dogs. I had never seen yeah. this movie. So so I've seen, I saw it on opening day because it was July, I remember it being July twenty eighth, um, in eighty nine, and because it was my sister's birthday, July twenty, and she was five and i took her my like hey for for my you know that's what i want to give my sister for her birthday present is i'm going to take her to go see a movie so we saw turner and hooch and i, I remember like she was it. five and this has a dog in it she was you loved it. yeah yeah right. yeah a cute dog and that farts and yeah so my parents dogs, dropped us off and we you know watched it and so i was 13 um I'd probably see this maybe three or four times all the way through. I've probably Never. seen it on TV and stuff like bits and pieces. It's probably been at least 20 years since I've actually sat down and watched the whole thing. I had heard, I had known about the screaming, but I didn't know it was oh. going to happen that much. Tom Hanks screams. screams a lot in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, uh, before we watched it, I told Tim, I'm like, okay, this is my impersonation of Turner and Hooch. And I just went, no, 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 no. That's, yeah, that's, that's the movie. But there's, I mean, there's more than that, obviously. So in a super nutshell, it's a buddy cop movie with Tom Hanks and the dog. But it's a little more Okay, than here's that, the thing. That's that, yeah. what I thought going in, that yeah. the dog was a cop dog. Not really. No, no, the no. The dog no. is a it witness. It helps, though. They, they, they do they, team they up. They lie and yeah. say it's a cop dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But that so, cop was that dog was not trained. <laughs> so Tom Hanks is kind of like Jack Lemon in the Odd Couple. He is a neat freak. He's a clean freak. In fact, he's an invest and not a detective. He's an investigator. They make that very clear. In yes, the movie. I have no idea what that. Is. Yeah, I know. Me too. I was just like, oh, I didn't know there was a difference. Is that a actually. small town thing? Yeah, apparently. So a small town, town in California. Um, and he's gonna move to Sacramento in the next week. To be to yes. you know do big crimes or whatever, and he's training in another guy played by and I can't pronounce his name. It's Reginald, played by our second typecast cop character, Reginald Vell Johnson, who was in Die Hard as the you know Bruce and Willis this, cop and, and Family least, Matters. And I think I think there's at least a, one other movie that he also played a cop. Oh, I'm I sure it's got to be. Well, Die Hard Two. Well, he was Die Hard Two. You're right. Um, but yeah, so he's training him in. See, look, they call him detective, but in the movie it says inspector. Oh, in, investigator. So we're, we're fucking wrong. It's investigator. Right, and we're looking at we're looking at the, the do, Wikipedia page, and it, it says, says detective Scott Turner, but they said, nope, I'm not a detective. I'm Although an investigator. Although maybe detectives underneath, or investigators underneath detective, maybe but at the end he's a detective. I don't know. Because that would mean he was. Because spoiler yeah. alert, he doesn't die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks is, and you get to see him like being like show how uptight he is because Reginald Vell Johnson is. Eating a cookie or a muffin, yes, or something in the car, and he's literally taking a shot back and cleaning and vacuuming, vacuuming the crumbs. <laughs> I need to get, I need to get one of those, which things. is pretty funny actually. <laughs> like, I because I, I didn't know that was happening. I'm like, I, I laughed a lot. Yeah, I laughed a pretty good amount in this movie. I laughed, I laughed more than I remember. I mean, I smiling the whole time because I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just, it's just Tom Hanks it's is Tom good Hanks. when Tom Hanks is is on and wants to go full Tom Hanks. You're just well, and this like is yourself. and this is Tom Hanks before he was. The actor Tom Hanks. Yes. This is before he did. He does act in this, though. Oh, no, absolutely. No. There's a couple of times when he's he, full-fledged oh, acts in well, this and movie. Big, which is the movie he did before this, he acts uh, yeah. in that movie, oh, too. Yeah, he, and he yeah. was actually nominated for that movie, too. Was he nominated yeah, he was. for Big? I he mean, was. there is, like, the cool scene in Big where yeah. he's, like, crying mm-hmm. in, the, uh, ho- in the hotel. Oh, yeah. The, because, I mean, that looks terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that apartment, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's friends with this, this one guy in this small town, this old guy. Um... What's his name in the movie? It was Amos. John McIntyre, who is a great... After you're done with your synopsis, we're going to scroll down because I just saw a link with some other movie. In oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so John McIntyre, and he was um, one of the detectives in uh, Psycho. He oh, okay. A, a, or he was the and local he was on, sheriff. And he was on Wagon Train. Oh, yeah. So he's kind of all over, you know, he's a character actor. But anyways, he has this dog. And God, that was him. Holy shit! Yeah. He was old. <laughs> so he was. So he was. He has this dog named Hooch. And what we got to find out what kind of dog this is. What is the uh, a French Mastiff? That's what it is. That's yeah, that's, it why, is. I, that's why I couldn't remember it. Because, yeah, and it's like, a I, big I, I, dog. I don't, I don't know how words work. It's a big dog. <laughs> and, and also has a stunt devil named Igor. Oh, so the real dog was was Beasley. Yeah. Got it. I mean, French Mastiff. Okay. And for. Uh, that scene which will come up oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so anyways um this old man has his dog and he kind of like oh, wow. he has all these weird complaints right like he always comes like hey i want you to come down and but he mainly just does it because he's a lonely old man and just wants to talk to tom hanks's character i think yes but so they have like a routine he down like no he that he's bringing oh I, I got a muffin for you hooch yeah that didn't work <laughs> and and so Hooch just goes and like puts Tom Hanks in like a chokehold, you know. Yeah, he puts like, his mother on his neck, and I'm like, you know, uh, that seems scary. No yeah, matter how well tra- trained that dog is. Okay. Yeah, even acting in that scene yeah. would have been really scary. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be 
I, I don't. There's no acting required. If that was happening, I'd be pissing my pants. So that's when you establish a relationship. There's Hooch, whatever. Tom Hanks, I don't think really likes Hooch. Anyways, he just is tolerating him because like, he likes the old man. It's got slobbery dog. He's right. been hated him naturally. Right. Okay. So, um, but Real what happens slobbery. is the old man actually legitimately sees like a scam or something going on, and he witnesses or, or uh, the guys are coming well, out. He, I don't think he actually witnessed what actually happened no, at that no, point. No. He just knows there's shady he, shit He knows there's on. shady shit going on. And what happens is there's a murder that's ha- that happens like across the way at this warehouse. Yeah. And all you do is hear it, but it's it's weirdly It's gruesome. a knife. Yeah, you, you hear, hear the you knife hear going it. in. Like, you hear it. I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. A guy makes like, Ugh. It's PG. It's like but, more you know, of a creepy version of what I just did. Right. And so what, what uh, but so the guy, you hear the dog barking. He's like, hey, what's going on here? And, and the guy that did the murder is like, hey, don't worry about it. But then he ends up killing the old man. And so the next day, uh, Tom Hanks and his partner go out there to, you know, see what happened and find out, the, investigate the murder. And these people, these dog handlers come to take the dog away. Well, they fail because <laughs> the dog is strong and does not want to leave yeah. and he's like hey you have to be nice to the dog I'm like if you think you can do better take him and they're like oh no 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 i don't want him so he ends up <laughs> taking the dog in a funny scene where he actually like is holding like his leash or something out of the out of the car where they're walking <laughs> where they're yes. driving so the dog is walking while they're driving which is pretty funny that's i mean it's a small enough town that i can believe that uh, yeah okay well they'll just they're only gonna go like i mean it, obviously okay. it's, a, it's a movie so there's yeah. a lot of unbelievable yeah. stuff happening but in the movie. it was fun but so he's like okay i'm gonna take care of him or whatever and or until we can find out whatever happens and um then they meet a vet um played by mayor winningham who's was in uh saint elmo's fire and she was nominated in 1995 for Georgia, she was in the movie Georgia with Jennifer Jason Leigh. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Okay. But the movie I know her in is a movie that came out in 89 as well called Miracle Mile with Anthony Edwards. Okay. And it's awesome. It's really good, and Mary Winningham's great in it. Anyways, she's really good in this movie as the vet. Um, really likable. Before you can, you know, say I do, they, they're going to fall in love with oh, each other. Oh, the moment like, they meet, I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. He's not moving anywhere. Okay. <laughs> But um, so she's the vet and wants like, hey, you have to take care of your dog. He's like, oh, it's not my dog. And she's, but anyways, so he ends up taking him home. And a lot of the first half of the film or the middle portion of the movie is him just clashing with the dog. The dog's eating the car. The dog's wrecking the house. Which, yep. And it's a five minute oh, long that was, scene. That was a great, that was fun. Cause he goes to go buy Hooch a bunch of stuff yeah. at the, like the, and, at the general store. Yeah. And while he's doing, oh. while he's there, he just destroys everything. the house but i love it when he looks car. it's funny when when the dog looks at the speaker and he just said oh it. that was great <laughs> it was great he looks at it and i'm like oh god he's thinking about something like, that, that very that very mediocre looking speaker is gonna be ruined. it was yeah and so so the murder investigation get comes to a head when hooch actually recognizes someone who was part of the murder outside the window outside of the, of the, of the, the window. police station yep so then there's a chase going there, and then Craig T. Nelson's in the movie, and he is yep. the the superior officer of Tom Hanks' character, but as soon as you see Craig T. Nelson, who's on coach... Oh, oh you're the like, bad guy in the movie. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're like, like, oh, he's oh, the guy behind it all. You can just tell. Because, I mean, oh, it's you know what, because... It's the kind of thing. It's like he knows Craig T. Nelson knows he's yep. a bad guy in the movie. Well, you know how you so can tell telegraph it because the fucking kids. And movie. you know how you can <laughs> tell too is in the credits it says and Craig T. Nelson as the police chief and 
anytime. Well, that, anytime, could just, that could just be a freaking bullshit thing about no, your No, anytime there's an and, there's usually a special something about that character. Well, or that character it also role. could just be a person's in like five minutes of the movie and they said, well, you better, I better be in the fucking credits. <laughs> I want my $18 million. <laughs> so anyways, so, um, and then, so there's an investigation and then there's, uh, at the end of the movie, uh, Hooch is trying to get the bad guys by, um, with having Hooch with him and he's getting in on the action and that's it. That's, that's kind of the nutshell of the film. This movie knows exactly what it is. It is, it's a comedy with a little bit of action in it. And the comedy is going to work solely based on Tom Hanks and how he interacts with that dog. And it knocked it out of the park. Like Tom Hanks, even though this is, he's he's screaming constantly. Even though you, even though I wouldn't say Tom Hanks, you know, obviously he's not trying to win an Oscar here, but he deserves some kind of award for he's really good in this movie. Oh, he's good. He's good in this movie. He's fun. Uh, It's great comedic. Tom Hanks dies in the end, which is real surprising. Really surprising. I'm like, ah, they didn't. This is a and and fake out death. And Tom Hanks is crying. (laughs) Yeah, in the movie, yeah. like it's. I mean, he's doing a really I mean, he, good he's job. He's good because even when they're having their big conflicts in yeah. the middle portion of the thing, I'm yeah. like, he likes that dog. Well, and then there's already a, know he likes and then the dog. scene when he actually wrestles with the dog, and he's like, yeah. oh, and that he's was trying a, to give the dog a bath. Yeah, he has to. But then when he wrestles with the dog, when he's playing with the dog, when he's playing with him though, is great. Oh yeah, he started playing with the dog, and Mary Winningham, I think she's really good in the movie, and she I, is. and their chemistry is great. They're like, good chemistry. You you can they seem like they're in love with each other, and they, like they, when when after they seemingly the have sex with good. each other, yep. and they're like gonna make the eggs. Like I don't make eggs. Like oh, you're gonna learn how to make eggs. Like it's just yeah. this little cute little banter. Yeah, I was somewhat concerned about that. I'm like, is this him trying to say hey, you're the woman? Make your make me my fucking. No, brother. I don't think so. I think but he's then just he ended no. up making it and it was fine. I'm so like, what's oh, okay, what's <laughs> great about it, and also Tom Hanks like. For a PG movie, Tom Hanks is in his tight uh, black underwear want, through the you, whole you movie. You want to see Tom Hanks' body? This is the skin most skin flick of all the movies today. Yeah, you see. I mean, I mean, and it, it, it's tight, so you see everything. Oh yeah, he is you wearing see, a little. It's not. It's not quite speedo, but it's whitey tighties, but they're black. But they're black. But they're they're, they're, they're super small. tight. Though. They are two sizes too small. Right for what he's supposed. And he to looks. Wear. He looks really good though. Yeah, he looks fine. He, he looks great because he's like thirty-two years old. <laughs> <laughs> He's he not, looks. He looks. Tom great. Hanks would. I think he was thirty-two years old. Good job. That's a guess. <laughs> he was born in fifty-six, so that makes sense because they probably shot in eighty-eight. So, 32. okay. Because I mean, boy, it had been. He was on that TV show, Booze and Buddies, in the early eighties. Early eighties. Yeah. So yeah, I guess he was probably yeah. in the twenties when that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, I think he's really good in the movie, and you know, the, the stuff that's probably the weakest stuff is probably when it gets more into like the murder investigation. It's like it's a it's standard. It's fine. It's standard it's just stuff. Like I'm, it's a it, MacGuffin. It would, it would literally happen, and then he he starts barking at the guy, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna get to watch it. You know, it's and then fine. there's a I little bit this of action. Has to happen in the movie. There's a little bit of action. <laughs> it's pretty cool when when the hooch like. Dives down, you know, at the uh, you know, at the guy, yeah, there's guy, like guy, a big so. gunfight, yeah, confrontation. It's, at the I end mean, of the movie. Uh, is this is this movie going to be known for its gun battles? No, it's going to no. be known for, known for for Tom Hanks yelling at the dog, which works fine, yeah. Apparently, it's not the best rated thing, according to this. Which I'm like, okay, I don't know why it's it's it seems like it'd be it's fine. Than, no, no, I, I, it's a solid. I had heard about this other stuff. Oh, yeah, I gotta talk about it, but yeah. I, I'm giving it a strong three, like, oh, yeah, I'll give it a I'll, it's easy three for me, like, it's. Trying to think, did I? Yeah, did I like this more than Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Well, I like this more than Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I mean, I like more of the movie because 
but the, the the stuff in the miniatures, I I'll give it a three, but I might have to put something <laughs> to get up to three. three. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna grade them both the same. Okay, because I like because I I like this better, and and it's just fun to watch. They're very um, they're surprisingly different movies. Very yeah. Thing, so it's kind of even, yeah. Even though they're supposedly like family films. Now, what I liked, uh, what's or sorry, what's interesting about the movie is that Henry Winkler was the first director yeah. of this film. It's I directed by that. Roger Spottiswood. So Roger Spottiswood, he directed the early. He went on to do "Stop It, My Mom Will Shoot," but he also directed um, "Shoot to Kill" with Tom Berenger and Sidney Poitier, and that movie's awesome. Oh, and then he al- okay. he also directed, um, I think the best Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie, arguably because a lot of people like Goldeneye. I like Tomorrow Never Dies better. Well, you're just wrong. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> but so he directed Tomorrow Never Dies, which I think is awesome. I love that that James Bond movie. Okay. But so, but he and he's and the direction's fine. Like the movie. Is not made, you know. It doesn't make or break the movie. It's the it's it's Tom Hanks and the dog that make the movie. That's it. Yeah. And well, there, there's Williams a couple of weird like things that I remember watching. And I'm like, that was a weird choice for why they do that. Yeah. Whatever. I'm here for Tom Hanks. Oh right, okay? exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so Henry Winkler, who's the Fonz on Happy Days, he be, did become a director and he directed a few movies here and there. He actually directed another cop buddy movie, which with Burt Reynolds and a kid called Cop and a Half. That's a Henry Winkler Henry Winkler, Winkler directed that movie, yes. But the kid, now I'm assuming it's like this. The yes. kid isn't actually a cop. Yes. He the witnesses a, a witness. crime. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah. And does he, does, how much does Burt Reynolds yell at the kid? Probably a lot. Well, yeah. it's probably a I've movie. seen it. It's I have a, seen it. It's pretty bad. Does the kid slobber all over the place? <laughs> yeah, no, does he, he might. Wreck, does he wreck his house? No. It's the same movie. So, <laughs> it, it kind of is. Anyway, so Henry Winkler got fired after like 13 days at work or whatever. And we don't know exactly what happened. But in an interview, Henry Winkler, you know, was like, hey, so you got fired. Why did you get fired? And Henry Winkler said, well, let's just say I got along better with Hooch than I did with Turner. Yeah, so I heard of this. he did not get along with Tom Hanks, which I, is weird because both of them seem like the nicest guys yeah, in the world. That's the thing yeah. I had heard about this. He was like, he's like the one guy in Hollywood that doesn't like Tom Hanks. Right. And it's interesting. <laughs> so I'm looking at the production notes. And Ron Howard, who's friends with both of them, said it was really hard to see that that thing that's that falling out because he was, and they both would talk to him about. Has Hanks been in a Ron Howard film? Oh, are you kidding what me? What am I thinking? He's in tons of them. I can't remember. I'm bad. He is in Apollo thirteen. Oh, thirteen. I'm sorry, what's wrong with me? I knew that. <laughs> yeah, he's in Apollo thirteen, and he's in all of the three. Um, Da Vinci oh, Code I was, oh, forgot he directed those. Da things. Vinci Code. Yeah, three, I thought there were four of those. There's now. three, I think. Whatever. Maybe there's four. I haven't four? seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw the first two. It was okay. Yeah, now, now I'm curious. I want to see if he's. I, th- I want to see he was in another Ron Howard movie. So yeah, he was in Apollo 13. Um, uh, Beautiful Mind is that's not Ron Howard, is it? That is Ron Howard, that's but but he's okay. not. Tom Hanks is not in. That oh, movie. that's right. I'm looking at Tom <laughs> Hanks. But I, no, I think Ron that's Ron all Howard. they did together then. But oh, Splash, duh. He was in Splash. Oh, God, that's right. I forgot he directed Splash. Yeah. That was really... Boy, that was pretty early. Yeah. That was his third directorial movie? Yeah. Boy, I guess that's why he got to keep making more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he was really good friends with, with Tom Hanks and Henry Winkler, so I know they... That, that's just a weird That is thing. weird. That is really strange. I think now that they've talked about that there's they don't really... They don't hate each other now. I think they've gotten past just that. Just don't work together. Just point. don't work together. Right, right, right. It's fine. So yeah, so Turner and Hooch, I think, is a fun. fun I movie. thought it was a blast. It was. Really I had good. never seen it. It surprised me that the dog died in the end, but then, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a that's a fake death. There's no. Right. But instead, there's a kid dog. Because that dog, <laughs> that dog was porking this other dog. Okay. <laughs> there we go. That was our six movies that we yeah. did. So. 
talk about so my, my best movie for me was Casualties of War. I think. Oh, it goes without oh, saying. Really? Yeah. Really? The be- be- so, be- <laughs> best, your favorite performance. My favorite film. performance. The one I'd be most surprised about is I saw Michael J. Fox show up, and I'm like, yeah, is he gonna be good in this? I mean, I, I think he's good, but yeah. it's just not. I haven't really seen him. I've seen he's been in a couple of dramas, really. Yeah, but but he was he was really good. I for me, and you're you were gonna probably disagree, but I, I really like I I just love Sean. Penn. Sean Penn. It's an I, over. I mean, I it's Sean an Penn's over the good. top performance, it, and that's I, why I like I, it. I, it's I, fun I just to have watch. to find something to say. Yeah, his voice is silly and hokey sometimes. It is. Okay? It is. But I, I still I still buy into it, and I like I like it. And then probably supporting performance, I would probably give it to, I can't say her name, but for Casualties of War. Like, she's... Oh, yeah. You're thigh right. through Lee. Like, she's, she's so... So, so fucking good. good she's it. so she's good. She's so good. And it, okay. What would be your biggest surprise out of these six movies? It's obviously for you. It's for Let It Ride. Yeah. You totally surprised by that it movie. Was, it and, might be Let It Ride because great. I've never hated... I never. I, I thought it would be fine. It's Richard Dreyfus. Oh, I loved but, it. I, mean, I didn't God, love I it, but I, I, I had shit. fun. And I actually, fun. weirdly, it might be like, God, I really wanted to like Millennium, but I ended up just frustrated. Yeah, that was the because worst the beginning one for of it, me. I'm like, God, this is so. This has such potential. That was the worst fail. one for me. And then we, you know, we've talked a lot about these other movies. Oh yeah, the package that was good too. The <laughs> like, package is fine too. We talked about it two and a half hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, so I, we actually, I actually know what date we're going back in time to next. Yes. We are going to February 29th, a leap year. So February 29th, oh, 1960. 1960. So this, this probably. will not have a drive-in this because will, we're in No. <laughs> yeah, so this will probably have a lot of 1958 movies because it's in the beginning of. That's. Or, or 59 movies. because ba- Back the, then. It's 1960. lasted long. So if we see a 19, movie from 1960, I'll be surprised. <laughs> They're only going to be probably from the late 50s, it's I'm guessing. Right, you're right. Well, this is before that was the dead time of year. Yeah. Because when, when the blockbuster thing started. Yeah, it was like in the summer. January, February yeah, yeah. becomes. Nobody. They, so, they yeah. put out the stuff. They might, they will put out last year's Oscar flicks, though. Yeah. So th- we might have a few of those. Oh, I think, I think we will. So, yeah. Well, that's it uh, for this podcast. So that'll be it. Um, until next time, I'm Austin Kennedy. And I'm Timothy Kaiser. Yay! Tim Kaiser. Oh, Timothy, <laughs> huh? Tim. I'm, I'm, that's my actual name, Austin. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Until next time, uh, stay geeky. Stay geeky.